Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Tuesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500 here on this uh, beautiful Tuesday. My good friend Dan Butterfield makes an appearance into the Kiva. It's been, uh, I don't know, has it been more than a year? I'm not sure, but glad to have uh, Dan Butterfield uh, in, sitting in for the traveling and well-deserved D-Dowd Muska, who's not having the time of his life. Out in uh, Las Vegas, the Meadows uh, out there. Don't forget Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. Uh, you can also podcast us on uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Download the apps for rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. And uh, as always, you can catch us on 1490 KRSN up in Santa Fe, 107.1 in Los Alamos. And a uh, pretty exciting uh, time to be in Albuquerque. Dan, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm glad to have you uh, on board. What, what have you been up to lately before I jump into all this, uh, what I'm doing? Uh, this, today was a big day. And before I do that, I'm going to uh, delay the uh, entree by uh, having Dan. Uh, it's been some time since we caught up. Author of Occam's Razor. You can find all that directly at uh, Amazon.com if you want to order any of that stuff. But what have you been up to lately? Uh, just working and, uh, you know, doing a lot of thinking about uh, different issues. Uh, I've been thinking about this homeless issue stuff yeah. uh, and uh, crime in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. And it, it's come down to this one thing. If these people are not put into crisis, without pressure to change internally, yeah. they won't change. Yeah, you know, I it, and I got a lot of uh, I'll get a lot of heat from that from the local news media. Uh, it's going to be something that they're going to drill me on because I want to criminalize homelessness. Remember, I've uh, told everybody my grandmother was was homeless. She was uh, mentally ill, uh, not an abuser of drugs. Didn't ever took drugs, um, and there is no repercussions for it. And the businesses are suffering from every end. I just don't know why there's so much. Um, I certainly agree with the compassion. But I just don't know why there's just such a big deal about just one side of the argument, uh, not the other. We saw the, you know, Seattle is dying. Uh, these are people who are camping in public, you know, um, begging or panhandling in public, uh, sleeping in public, you know, loitering, loafing, defecating, um, defecating. Uh, there are people who are living in their vehicles. I mean, these are real, real problems. Well, and uh, there, there is certainly some issues that are that are out there. And uh, I plan to, you know, handle them, but uh, building homes at $950 a square foot and, uh, you know, not forcing these people into an employment situation, I think is a real issue. Given the fact that the people are looking for uh, employees right now, that it's hard to hire people, that most businesses are understaffed, there's no reason for there to be this level of homelessness. Yeah. And part of it may be drugs. Part of it may be mental issues. But for the drug side of it, they have to get their money somewhere. So they're committing crimes. Yep. If those crimes are prosecuted and you basically you take a someone who's an addict and you put him in and you incarcerate them, you make them go through the detox. Yep. They go to the rock bottom part of life because they go like this doesn't this is not good. Right. As long as you have no consequences, you said they will continue to go out and commit crimes to feed their habit. When you interrupt that. Then you have an opportunity for change. The paradigm today that Keller is supporting, there's no opportunity for change. Well, Buying on the biggest hospital that's for sale in the state of New Mexico is not working. It, you know, it, retrofitting and uh, pushing 
you know, more dollars per square foot to get that done, that's not going to work either. It's not going to curb homelessness. Until these individuals hit crisis, until they hit rock bottom, you're not helping them. You're not helping their family members who are victimized by these individuals most or, often. And who are also victimizing their family members right. who are homeless. That's right. You know, so, not helping your sure. family. Sure. That's a problem. And so if you can get these individuals to see the error of their ways, then you have an opportunity. It doesn't mean they're going to change. It doesn't mean they're going to change the first opportunity that they have to uh, get sus- substance abuse uh, treatment. But every time you give it, them into prison, yeah. you've got an opportunity. Yep. Right now, we're not prosecuting any of these crimes. We're not arresting any of these individuals. We're not holding, we're not incarcerating. Why? I think it's because of the cost of the medical on that aspect. Mm-hmm. Because if you, if you incarcerate somebody, you have to take care of their medical needs. Well, if you're an addict and you're coming down, you, the, the, the city, the state has to take care of the needs of that individual. Yeah. My issue is that it's an opportunity. Every time you can incarcerate one of these people who's addicted, you give them, them a chance to make a decision. It's a little reset. That's right. A life-changing uh, uh, decision. But if you don't change the paradigm, you shouldn't be surprised with the outcome. Yeah, and we continue to grow homelessness here in the state of New Mexico. Uh, we should not be a, uh, um, a haven for people who are homeless. And I'm probably about 70, 75% of the people, and I talk to people who work in the, uh, the homeless business, I'll tell you most of them, not from here. Right. They, this is a destination. Uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico is a destination uh, for them. And um, by all accounts, uh, you should also know that uh, Dan is very familiar with this, given uh, where he resides uh, up in uh, near Knob Hill. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, today was an amazing day. I want to thank uh, Chris Ramirez from KOB Channel 4 for coming here. I'm going to talk about him in just a second because he he did exactly what I wanted the news media to do. Uh, Jessica Dyer from the Albuquerque Journal. Uh, T.G. Wilhelm showed up from KOAT. I feel a certain level of validation. Uh, Obviously, we have qualified for the ballot. We are officially on the ballot, so you will see my name and our name right there, fightfor505.com. We are official, folks. We're in the race and on the board and ready to play. So uh, I want you to go sign up today. Until uh, all of the T's have been crossed and the I's have been dotted on the fundraising, I want you to go for fi- fight to fight for 505. That's fight for 505. I'm going to be sending out an email tomorrow, and uh, we'll start a new right there. Everybody has gotten their positions. They're all waiting. We've got bumper stickers. We've got uh, t- signs that are going to be coming out. We've got everything. And for the next 10 days, you're going to hear me begging for money. You're going to be uh, hearing me tell you, do you, if you really care about this city, I don't care if it's five, fifty, five hundred bucks. I want you to go ahead and donate to our campaign and elect uh, Eddie Aragon for mayor because I am very, very excited. I'm. I didn't think I would be feeling this good to be quite honest. I, I really didn't. I didn't think that this would be something where I'd say like, you know, I thought maybe, uh, do I really want to do this? And now I'm like, oh, I really want to do this. I'm excited about this opportunity to actually change things because I know that we are different. Uh, than the other candidates. So I'm going to talk about items for mayor today. I'm going to talk about, you know, my story that I I rifled off, but I started off on it and I'm going to go back to Chris Ramirez. Chris Ramirez really surprised me today. And uh, when he sent out uh, this tweet, I could not tell you how excited I was because it took a lot for us to put it together. And uh, he put it, he acknowledged me on his tweet uh, at KOB. Chris Ramirez, and it says, Eddie Aragon, a conservative radio station owner and talk show host, 
officially joined the race for Albuquerque mayor today. That was just, it was just so important to me. I said that, but here's what he took. He started his news conference today announcing his candidacy with a video of a Jeffrey Epstein victim describing her abuse. Now, I'm going to play that for you so you can listen to the audio. And I'm going to tell you why this is so incredibly important is because we are literally getting the news media to acknowledge something that your politicians, that the news media, and the public at large has ignored for far far too long. Human trafficking is a real deal here in the state of New Mexico. And we had a real victim come forward, and Hector Balderas, as well as Michelle Lujan Grisham, I would also include one Bill Richardson, all turned away from this and ignored this. And when you hear this gripping story, when you hear this woman's testimony in front of Gloria Allred, and I start talking about corruption, I start talking about, you know, what to do about, you know, what's really festering here, and we hit those five C's. Those are big, city, COVID, crime, commerce, but the big one, corruption. This is it. This is something that we should be taking care of that we say we're not going to allow here, but these things have a tendency to get covered up. I've tried looking for the Hector Balderas uh, audio where he says that he's going to go ahead and seize Zora Ranch, that he's going to do everything that he possibly can to make sure that these victims, that justice is brought there for, for these victims. Here's a woman five months after the death of Jeffrey Epstein. Nothing has done as of yet. These women have been paid off the only place, the only residence of Jeffrey Epstein not taken in was Zorro Ranch. So just listen, listen closely. It's hard to hear. I'm going to tell you that much because um, it's so emotionally moving, uh, certainly for me, but I'm sure uh, certainly for many uh, others out there who have also been uh, victims of uh, sexual trauma. And I want you to uh, take a listen Here it is um, from November 18th of 2019, uh, one of the victims who was raped at 15 years of age by Jeffrey Epstein at Zorro Ranch. Jeffrey Epstein started his targeted grooming manipulation of me as a child when I was in New York City for a school trip. I first came into contact with an assistant of Epstein's while on a high school drama club field trip to New York City. I was invited to his home. There, his assistant took a photo of me and then later reached out to me inviting me to Epstein's ranch. I only knew Jeffrey Epstein for five days. During a trip to Zorro Ranch, his massive compound surrounded by government land in the New Mexico desert. Epstein took my sexual innocence in front of a wall of framed photographs of him shaking hands and smiling with celebrities and political leaders. I was only 15 years old. After, he wanted to... Did you hear that? 15 years of age, at Zorro Ranch, raped in a compound that is surrounded by government land. That's right. That would be the King Ranch. That would be the Anaya Ranch. That would be Tom Ford's residence, as well as state of New Mexico land. Let me play that back for you, because this should shake you to your core. Remember the archdiocese, right? There's no statute of limitations on when these people go back. They've been raped as as kids, raped as young adults, right? And, And here... When it comes to covering the rich and the powerful, they'll attack all the priests and everybody else who's, who's uh, and, and rightly so. But what about the politicians? No, they protect the politicians in this state. 
compound surrounded by government land in the New Mexico desert. Epstein took my sexual innocence in front of a wall of framed photographs of him shaking hands and smiling with celebrities and political leaders. I was only 15 years old. After, he wanted to talk with me about what had just been my first sexual experience and directed me to take time to myself that night to cry. He said that would be beneficial to my growth. After this, we had a long talk about my future goals. I told him that I wanted to go to college to study biochemistry. He said that he wanted to give me money for college. He asked me how much money I thought he should give me. At 15 years old, living in northern Michigan with my mother, stepfather, and grandfather, I had no idea how to respond to a billionaire who had just raped me. I was being asked to quantify in monetary terms what had been taken from me. When I agreed to $5,000, he smiled and wrote a check made out to the college I so desperately wanted to attend and was not sure my parents could afford. During my trip to New Mexico, I had flown on his jet, which I later learned had been nicknamed the Lolita Express. While he was giving me a tour of the bedroom, he told me to get down and feel the carpeted floors of the room. He then asked if I noticed anything special about the floor, and I responded that it felt very soft. He laughed and said it was because the floors in the bedroom were foam mattress floors, because he liked to have girls sleep around him. I remember wanting to ask him why he would want that. However, I restrained myself out of fear of sounding like the child I was. Later, when I chose a seat on the jet, Jeffrey told me that is where his good friend, Bill Clinton, always chooses to sit, as if to reassure me of the elite normalcy of that type of behavior. After I returned to Michigan from Zorro Ranch, I was contacted by one of Jeffrey Epstein's assistants and invited to Epstein's Island where I was told Prince Andrew, among others, would be a guest. I declined the invitation out of fear. I'd only experienced a glimpse of Jeffrey Epstein's world, but it left me with residual trauma, which seriously impacted the trajectory of my life from that moment on. I know a considerable amount of information regarding Epstein's international child sex trafficking ring has already been released to the public. And I'm here today to ask that when you hear about more of the crimes committed against me and other victims, that you don't stop at feeling sorry or bad for us, but that you feel angry. Jeffrey Epstein was only a small part of an insidious system of privilege that exploits children as sexual commodities and robs them of their youth. It was clear from the time I spent with Epstein that something was very wrong with his lifestyle, and it didn't take a victim to see that. We were not hidden. It is upsetting to me to think that anyone who was closely associated with Jeffrey Epstein might argue that they didn't suspect that he might have been sexually abusing children. Epstein wielded great villainous power in his ability to make his victims feel shame of their backgrounds to the point where we felt grateful of any attention or invitation into his inner billionaire playground, no matter the trauma it brought upon us. I left Zorro Ranch with a deep sense of shame, not just the shame of him having sexually abused me, but the shame of knowing that I had somehow been duped. It was the weight of Epstein's wealth, the isolation to which he subjected me, 
and his discussion of his social connections that crushed me into submission far more than his physical strength. I'm here today to clarify my position in a corrupt system that I have not trusted to punish its own. My hope is that this case and the resulting public discourse will help me to take back some of the power and self-esteem I lost as a victim of Jeffrey Epstein's crimes. For the past 16 years, I have felt isolated in my experience, and the lack of consequences for Epstein's actions has left me feeling as though there is no justice for me here. This case has brought me hope that there are people who are able and willing to assist us in our, effects, in our efforts to heal. I am grateful for the help I have received, the opportunity to speak, and the fact that this is not over. I would also like to say that I agree with Gloria that Prince Andrew and any others who are close to Epstein should come forward and give a statement under oath on what information they have. All the information pertaining to, the, to and around this case is important. Just because Epstein is dead does not mean that others around him don't deserve their day in court as well. That's how I started today's uh, mayoral news conference. It was an opportunity, <clears throat> excuse me, an opportunity for uh, any and all people who are interested in my mayoral candidacy to take a first look at something that they may have missed. And Chris Ramirez uh, of KOB Channel 4 acknowledged that. Despite the fact that I can't find any reports uh, regarding uh, Hector Baldera saying what he's going to go ahead and do with regard to Epstein Ranch, nothing has been done up until this point. That ranch is for sale for $27.5 million. That is an important component. If we're willing to fight this, what aren't we willing to fight? If we're willing to take this and post pictures of Bill Richardson and Jeffrey Epstein and Prince Andrew and uh, I don't know, Bill Clinton is, is on here. You've certainly got uh, Virgin Airlines, Richard Branson, uh, all of the very well-connected and well-to-do in the uh, child trafficking ring that's come through the state of New Mexico. Uh, folks, if we don't stop this here, if we don't say something about this now, I mean, could any good come of Albuquerque? Can any good come of New Mexico? I think not. I think not. I think it's something that's rotting right beneath our feet right here. And I think it's important for all of us to acknowledge that. So it was a really simple little vignette. We'll put it out there, especially for our Rock of Talk chat people. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, push it uh, out to our Telegram uh, fight for 505 people as well. So you'll want to go ahead and, and jump on there. And then I'm going to post the uh, video at our fight for 505.com uh, website. And then you, the video will be able to go ahead and be pulled up uh, as well. This is important to me. I hope that it's important to you. I appreciate the news media, uh, specifically Chris uh, acknowledging this and um, its importance and something that uh, has yet to be really be talked about. Uh, here we are uh, two years on from, um, the uh, death of Jeffrey Epstein, no justice for these women. Uh, the amount of money that these women have been paid apiece isn't going to go ahead and make them whole again. These are people who have been deeply impacted and affected. And uh, this is where all these people come to hide their dirty laundry and do their dirty deeds. And I say, we stop that here once and for all. Whatever it is that they seem to be hiding in the corruption that they want to bring here to the state, we say no more. 550-5500, that's 550-5500, Dan Butterfield will return. We'll get to a lot of, I'll read my uh, opening statement as well, my story, as well as the items for mayor. Uh, you're welcome to call in, take shots, whatever you want to do. I don't care. Um, I think we got to go ahead and, and, and hear all arguments. And uh, I do need to be acknowledged now. 
on other media. Local television media has acknowledged me. It's time that other local radio media uh, also acknowledges uh, this candidacy as well, because this candidacy could change the uh, not just the face of the mayor's race, but also could uh, change the face of the city as well. 426, back and forth. Thanks for listening here in the Kiva. Knowing that our love may soon be gone, we can work it out. We can work it out. Think of what you're saying. You can get it wrong and still you think that it's all right. Think of what I'm saying. We can work it out and get it straight or say goodnight. We can work it out. We can work it out. I'm Nancy Giblin, owner of Sugar Hollow, a boutique residential assisted living community in the historic Albuquerque Country Club neighborhood. Dedicated to exceptional care for your loved one, Sugar Hollow provides daily wellness activities that engage the mind, body, and spirit. Join us for Happy Hour Fridays, Sugar Hollow style, featuring local musicians playing tunes your loved ones will recognize and enjoy. Visit Sugar Hollow by calling 270-0801. Boutique style assisted living, 270-0801. Music is the great communicator on makeusgodlyagain.com. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. Makeusgodlyagain.com. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shelves and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Albuquerque-based Pluma Construction Systems provides a full suite of commercial construction services and residential remodeling. Pluma Construction is a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. Former President Ronald Reagan said, To grasp and hold a vision, that is the very essence of successful leadership. Leaders set a destination. Leaders have a vision. They communicate that vision. They are passionate about their vision. They make sure everyone in their organization understands the vision. Their vision attracts and affects every employee in the workplace. Do you know your destination? Does your team know your destination? President Reagan also said, The challenge of statesmanship is to have the vision to dream of a better, safer world and the courage, persistence, and patience to turn that dream into reality. What is the vision for your company? This Leadership Minute was brought to you by Pluma Construction Systems. To discuss your construction project, call 505-345-0755 or visit plucys.com. Petuga Wild, located in Rio Rancho, pampering your pets with a full-service dog wash. Pet Food Gone Wild, two stations for one to three dogs at a time, cats too. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, ready to solve pet anxiety from summer thunderstorms. Come into Pet Food Gone Wild for calming treats, 10% off, pets.theplaceilike.com. Get your mobile coupon and tap to call Pet Food Gone Wild at pets.theplaceilike.com. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit 
shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. All right, let's uh, put things together, starting with the weather, which uh, is going to be pretty nice today. Some rain coming tomorrow, probably the story through the weekend, but right now, 95 degrees in Rio Rancho, 94 at the Rock of Talk. And on the roadways, looks like they did clear the accident, I-40 westbound at Wyoming. A drive starting to mend itself pretty easily. If your drive is uh, in the South Valley, it's still really tight on Rio Bravo. As you come off I-25, don't be surprised. It's really it's not bad. Broadway out to just about his letter. Ouch. That's going to be a tough one for you. It's just the construction out there. And uh, look at it, I-25 northbound. That's not faring much better. Before Gibson, you start tapping the brakes, and you dance with those all the way over to Central. All right. We are at Amazing Grace Personal Care Services today. So what do you have going for us today? Well, Rudy, we help the elderly and the disabled with their daily living activities. But another important thing we do is companion care. We will go and stay with mom or dad while the family caregiver gets a chance to go out and take care of their own needs. Okay, so this is companion care. That's going to work on both sides of the fence. You need to call Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. Ask them how you can get involved by going to home care, all one word, dot theplaceilike.com. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Drummer for the Rolling Stones, dying at the age of 80 years old today. And uh, there it is, the drum work of Charlie Watts there on Gimme Shelter from the Rolling Stones. We'll talk about uh, him maybe a little bit later, but uh, pretty big loss. I think, what, second, third uh, best-selling group of all time, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, the Stones are still out there. I didn't even realize that they were still touring, Dan. But Charlie Watts looked old when he joined them in 63. So it's like... Not like Charlie Watts is a, a young spry chicken there. Uh, married uh, looks like uh, 54 years. You don't hear that from rock and roll people too often. He was uh, the one stable element of the Yeah, film. he yeah. really yeah. was. Unlike Mick Jagger, who I, I believe just fathered another child a few years ago. But um, there you go. I digress. Uh, we can tell everybody's story. And uh, you guys are welcome to certainly call in. I'll go through my items for mayor, my story. Um, and your story, your thoughts on anything, 550, 50, 500. Uh, let me tell you very quickly. I feel relieved. 
I feel less stressed out. You know, you know how you're waiting to get tired and you just want to feel how tired you are. I felt that tired today and it felt really good because you knew that you had accomplished something and uh, you had gotten on the ballot uh, for mayor with all of your help, each and every single one of you. Uh, make sure you tell as many people as, as possible that you've got a candidate for mayor. Uh, he's conservative, he's Republican, and he's on the radio. And you can just find him by heading on over to AM1600 or rockoftalk.com or rockoftalk.tv. And then you can uh, watch him as uh, well. All right, call you in the queue. Go ahead. Yeah, real-time corruption in the state of New Mexico. Um, two things. Uh, earlier today on the Bob Clark show, uh, they were discussed. They had Bill Ream on there. Bill Ream knows me. Hi, Bill. And they had uh, the uh, Sam uh, Hill, is it the whose wife was a victim of crime here in uh, yeah. in the state of New Mexico. Terrible and they, story. Uh, they they were talking about the mayoral race, and they did not even bother to mention what are there a total of three candidates on the ballot, right. and only one of them is a Republican. They did not even bother to mention that there was a third uh, candidate. The, the biggest radio station in your state, Cumulus Media, KKOB Radio, they made their listeners uh, think. They presented it as if there are only two candidates, Keller and uh, and the sheriff, and that's so they did that. And then just now, moments ago, yeah. Um, I, I called in there because they're discussing this uh, CYFD corruption. Uh-huh. Uh, Cabinet Secretary Blaylock that uh, that uh, just decided to quit a $156,000 a year job because his uh, wife got some job. You know, he moved here special for this job, and now he's moving all the way back to California because his wife got a job at the 7-Eleven or whatever it was. We don't know. It'd be interesting to know what job she got. Maybe she got it with that Binti Computer Company, the one that uh, Blaylock handed the $45 million contract to without any bid. But anyway, so here's the part of the corruption, too. Brand vote, who, who uh, also disses Eddie Aragon on KKOB. Oh, by the way, Brandon uh, has a, uh, he broadcast that uh, you, you, you will only take a couple thousand votes from uh, from uh, the other two candidates. No, no, a couple, a hundred, couple hundred. A couple hundred? A couple hundred? Yeah. So anyway, what Brandon Vogt did, did to me just now, which he's been doing for years, is I, they, they solicit people to call in about this uh, CYFD thing, which of all of their listeners that are not in the government, I probably know more about it than any any of their other listeners. And Merritt Allen and Gene Grant. Oh, and so KKOB has also become... Wait, wait, uh, Gene. Whoa, whoa, wait. Stop, David. Did you just tell me Gene Grant is on KKOB? KKOB now is public radio. And, public and, and they only pro, they only promote Democrat candidates, meaning they only promote uh, Manny Gonzalez or Democrat Democrat Manny Gonzalez or Democrat Tim Keller. Yeah, so, yes, it sounds like they're doing electioneering. Is what it sounds uh, like. It is exactly. Um, it is exactly electioneering. Thank you very much for acknowledging that, putting that out publicly. That's exactly what it is. One, and last thing about that is, is I want to expose Brandon Vote. The community of New Mexico uh, needs to shun Brandon Vote because what he does is I call up there to ask legitimate questions. I'm more knowledgeable about it than just about any other lay listener to KKOB. And they solicited callers to call in and ask questions about the IPRA process. They have an expert on there right now, uh, and I want and I have valid questions to ask. And Brandon Vote, knowing my voice, just simply hangs up on me. And if I call back, what he'll do is he'll just leave my call on hold to die when the end when the program ends so people need to shun brandon vote in addition to kkob radio cumulus media uh so that's that's what i know uh, all right anyway. good stuff david i appreciate you looking out there uh for a fair election i'm not saying necessarily that uh, 
you're going to vote for me, but you should be presented oh. with all the choices. Oh. Don't you think you should be presented with all the choices? That would be important. Yeah, Go yeah. ahead. Yes, I have another very important quote I almost forgot. A direct quote from Brandon Vote on KKLB Radio when I said that if he if he obstructs my call, which he did, I called twice, he obstructed it both times. I said if he obstructs my call, then I will talk about him and it on your station and on the nationwide programs that I call into. And he and Brandon's direct quote is quote, nobody listens to that. End quote. Okay. So nobody listens to Eddie Aragon. On Kiva Radio, Rock of Talk, according to Brandon Vote, KKOB, Cumulus Media. There we go. Uh, David, I appreciate you looking out for us and uh, doing the good work of the honest man out there, making sure that all uh, candidates are presented. You're very passionate. We certainly enjoy that. Uh, you know, we've uh, given you a nickname here on the radio station. Uh, and I uh, certainly uh, thank you for uh, trying to present all the choices that are out there. Good stuff, David. I'm sure we'll be talking to you uh, very soon. Call here in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie, it's Jeff in Rio Rancho. Jeff in Rio Rancho. How are you, Jeff in Rio Good, Rancho? Good, how are you doing? Hey, uh, I listened to the debate that you heard last night at 6. Oh, yeah, what'd you think? Hey, you're the only candidate of substance in that race. Uh, Manny is not polished enough. His talking points are horrible. It sounds, you know, I hate to say this, but he sounds like a little kid. And Keller is just full of it. He's just a bag of hot air. He's only doing things now because it's getting close to the election time. So now he's getting proactive after three and a half years of doing nothing for the city of Albuquerque. Uh, I thought your points were awesome. I thought you spoke well. You, you know, I, I tried to tell you once before, I thought you should have run for senator, but we'll take you for mayor of Albuquerque. And I will. <laughs> like, it's a, like it's a consolation prize. I'm happy. No, no, I am, I'm happy. You know what? I reached out to other people. Nobody else wanted to run. And so the job had to be done, and uh, we jumped in there and, and did it. You know, I uh, just got off the phone with David. You heard that phone call. Oh, and, I did. You know, there's Republicans who are stumping for Democrats. I mean, I, know. I, I think I, at that point you just lose your Republican card right away. And that was one of the yeah. reasons I got in. Uh, I'm now hearing from people that uh, Manny and Keller are going to split the vote between each other. So they got 46%. They're splitting the vote between each other, which is pretty exciting. Uh, we've got a real opportunity. I feel very confident. Uh, you know, I, I really do. I think it looks good. And those independents out there and, you know, I'm going to present everything as often as I can. And don't forget, once our uh, thing, make sure you sign up. All you have to do is go to fight for 505.com fight for 505.com. Uh, I am excited uh, about this uh, race, by the way. I'm very, I have it. I have that. And I'd like to support you financially, even though I don't live in Albuquerque. Because we need a change in Albuquerque. Give me all your money. As much all as you right, possibly can, as Jeff. As, I can possibly give as you. much as you can possibly give, <laughs> give me. I want you to just donate to the nth degree, okay? We're going to just will. use hey, it, I and really we're going to change the city. Then we're going to change the state, change the house. We're going to help the Republican Party. We're going to help the state uh, overall. We're going to help independents. Look, there's 260,000 people in CD1 that are registered right now, currently. <laughs> That are right. not Democrat, 214,000 Democrats. So I can tell you, if you want a, a little change is going to come, I think we uh, might be able to start right here. So, Jeff, I look forward to you, your donation, and your support very much. All right, you take it. care, Eddie. I love your radio station. Yeah, all right, thank you so much. All right, so good stuff uh, there. Getting uh, pretty excited there. Uh, see, Brandon Vote is a clueless Okie. All right, let's keep it going. Who cares? I think Honestly. The, word, the word you were looking for earlier when you were talking about being, feeling the relief, the weight off your shoulders, yeah. is spent. Yeah, spent. Uh, there you go. You, uh, and you, I'm spent. You spent, and, and spent is a great feeling because yeah. you've exerted your energy 
and you, you're glad that you did. You, yeah. That was an investment that you go, yeah, that was a good investment. It was a good investment. Yeah. I mean, we did it, and, you know, you want to feel successful. Yes. You know, there's nothing that could have stood in my way, no inner party politics or any of that kind of stuff, so that was good. Um, very quickly, uh, weather and traffic uh, for Rudy Grande. I'm going to grab uh, uh, Mike, Murder Mike, who's at the door. Let's put things together, starting with the weather. Crystal clear skies out there right now. 95 degrees in Rio Rancho, 94 at the Rock of Talk. And look at this. We had two new accidents. They're both on I-40 eastbound, right past Carlisle. They're uh, slowly but surely getting that over to the right shoulder. You know, you got that mandatory exit lane beyond that. So that's what's really kind of making that tough. And on the westbound side, it's right past University before the big eye. Another accident there. You know, that is a trouble spot because it's really, uh, it's a minor crash, but taking up a couple of lanes, and that's the transition to I-25. So that's what's going to cost you time there. Word Amazing Grace Personal Care Services today. What do you got going on? Well, Rudy, we try to match our caregivers with our clients to get people with similar interests so that they can form a trusting, loving relationship. And if they become forever friends, then we're all happy. All right, you want to get involved. If, you know, they didn't uh, teach us how to take care of our folks when they got older. You need to come to Amazing Grace. Go to homecare.theplaceilike.com to get in touch. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Okay, uh, so we have uh, Dan Butterfield. I, I thought Murder Mike was going to bring his notes, but he didn't. I guess I guess Murder Mike thinks he sounds better when he's on his phone. <laughs> uh, a good update, by the way, yesterday, Murder Mike, on the Ojos Locos thing. I didn't realize that was in the Albuquerque Journal, but a different perspective, to say the least. Put that microphone uh, in front of your mouth there, young man. We'll uh, we'll put you on. Does he have goes? He's having a hard time working that. Okay, so I started out today um, with my story. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, read this. I don't read often, as you know. Uh, reading is not what I do. Uh, I think that was what you guys heard last night in the debate. There's lots of reading, not from me, of course, um, but, you know, nonetheless, there it is. Let me put this back on TV. Oh, there we are. Okay. <clears throat> Let me start this. And you can, of course, find this in its completion. So for other people who may not know who Eddie Aragon is, me, uh, you can go to Fight for 505 and just uh, go to uh, About Eddie Aragon, and uh, we can go there, and I'm one of your candidates. I'll be at the top of the ballot. It was very, very nice talking to uh, our county clerk today, Linda Stover. She was very excited about me being in the race. She thinks it's going to increase the level of participation, uh, that people are very excited about the uh, opportunity to vote for a Republican uh, as well. I mean, uh, you're getting all the parties in the race. That's like you should, like you should. All right. Long before New Mexico became a state, almost a century before America became a nation, my family settled in New Mexico. Like many New Mexican families, we were poor, but we were proud. We lived in Santa Fe, La Liendra, which is now a ghost town, and Cebollita. We went from place to place looking for work. From my family's first generation who traveled here from Mexico City in 1693 to Albuquerque in our eighth generation, things didn't change much. We lived in harmony with the land and at peace with our neighbors. We had large families who loved the Catholic Church and loved New Mexico's mountains and, of course, our beautiful rivers. My grandfather was our family's ninth generation in New Mexico. He grew up illiterate and uneducated in Montoya, New Mexico. At the age of seven, after his first Holy Communion, he quit school to work. During the Great Depression, I thought I worked in the Civilian Conservation Corps, 
which employed young, unskilled, and unemployed men from families on government assistance. He was paid $30 a month, plus room and board at a work camp. Later, he fought as a gunner in World War II. He was part of the 7th Army that marched from Marseille, France, into Germany. After the war, he became a union iron worker, trying, tying steel for companies such as Bradbury and Stamp. My grandmother was raised in a large family in a place called Pastura, New Mexico. After the war, she married and moved with my tata to Albuquerque, this great city. My father, born in 1955, attended St. Charles Elementary School before being graduated from Highland High School, the Hornets. With my father, our family story began to change. After working as a journeyman ironworker, he started his own company and employed other ironworkers, training hundreds of apprentices. I remember hanging out with him as he was training them, you know, watching Monday Night Football as I was doing my homework. Over 45 years with his intelligence and strong, rough hands, he lifted our family into opportunity and eventually prosperity. He helped build Albuquerque in New Mexico. Back in 1981, he built the building where my radio station, Kiva AM, now operates right here, right from where we're broadcasting. Compared to the generation before me, I had it easy. While in school at St. Pius X, I excelled in government, religion, and history, which sparked my interest in politics. My history teacher, David Kovrick, recommended me for American Legion Boys State summer before my senior year. I was fortunate to be chosen to represent New Mexico at Boys Nation in Washington, D.C. And that trip had a huge impact on me. At Boys Nation, I was chosen to ask the first question of President George H.W. Bush. My parents encouraged me to play sports, so I played every I played a sport every semester. Football in the fall, basketball in the winter, track in spring. I made the New Mexico All-State football team at four uh, different starting positions. I think that's only been achieved uh, one time, and that's me. All in all, I had one of the best high school experiences one could ever imagine. Instead of leaving for athletic scholarships that I was offered out of state, Colorado and Texas, I decided to stay here and play football and study economics and political science at the University of New Mexico. I got involved early in politics. I became, yes, I became the youngest member of the state central committee for the Democrat Party. That's right, the Democrats. I campaigned for House Speaker Raymond Sanchez, yes. Did campaign advance work for Tom Udall, yes, and interned for Jeff Bingham in 1995 in Washington, D.C., part of the dark side over there. Today, I was graduated from University of New Mexico with a double major, the first person in my family to graduate college. My daughter was so proud. He told me, that's my Aragon. I felt as if he was graduating right there with me. I could feel my mom, who attended Rio Grande High School and gave birth to me when she was only 18 years of age, right there with me, too. I could feel my dad who gave me every opportunity right there with me. That's why I say that my story is not my own. It is my family's. On my daily commute, I drive past the hospital where I was born, Presbyterian. I work across the street from where I lived as a boy, literally right across the street. I work in a building that my dad built, this one, in a city I love, Albuquerque, and I am the luckiest man I know. Like many young people, once out of college, I wanted to make money. I decided to work in high tech so I could join the tech boom. I wanted to make a lot of money. I earned certifications or certifications in every computer platform I could find. A plus, Network Plus, MCSE, CNA, even Cisco. Got a small temp job with the New Mexico Department of Labor. Then six months later, joined a Fortune 500 company, CBRE, great company. Within a year, I became the information technology director. I loved every minute of that job. I was aggressive. But my bosses thought I had a sales personality. They asked me to take something called a disk test, normally reserved for salespeople. And when they evaluated my test results, they told me, you need to sell commercial real estate. 
So I moved to Las Vegas, Nevada, so I didn't compete with people in Phoenix where I knew all their businesses, where from 2007 to 2009, I closed more commercial real estate transactions than any other CBRE broker and became a top 10 power broker. But despite financial success, I didn't feel satisfied. Las Vegas, Nevada was at the epicenter of the 2008 Great Recession. All high-rise condos and casinos halted construction almost all at once. Boom became bust. Millionaires became homeless. People lost their fortunes and families. Some chose to take their own lives. It's true. I helped my clients, which included a number of Fortune 500, work through some very tough times. These people trusted me with their money and their investments. I considered every client a friend. They believed in my vision. When the crash hit, I had more than 4 million square feet of commercial properties listed with the top developer in town, Harsh Investment Properties. I was so proud of what we had achieved. Then I witnessed the politics of the bailouts. You saw the movie The Big Short. That encapsulated what was wrong with our country. Easy money, lack of accountability, bailouts. I decided to have a positive impact on this world, and I wanted to begin back here in my home state, state of New Mexico. The 9-11 terrorist attacks in my career in business had converted me from a Democrat to a Republican, to a conservative. To improve our community, I wanted to bring true conservative radio station to the airwaves, and I have. When I brought my radio station, Kiva AM 1600, and started my show, The Rock of Talk, I really started to establish and find my voice. I've become a defender and advocate for the working people, for people of my family that have always been that way. To me, the values of family, hard work, self-reliance, and caring for our neighbors are bedrock conservative values. When people need help, we should help them. We're also encouraging them to help themselves. My grandfather worked hard for his dollar a day for the Civilian Conservation Corps. And he was the most generous and self-reliant man I've ever known. I'm humbled for God to have entrusted me with the media platform, this one, be a steward for it. Name recognition and support of a large listener audience, not only in New Mexico, but online and throughout this country. I'm honored to have been named most popular radio personality for the past four years, running by the Albuquerque Journal's Reader's Choice Award. Sorry, guys over at KKOB. But my biggest honor is to hear your voices as I take your live calls three hours every afternoon, five days a week, and want to look at the board. But to achieve my life's purpose, to prepare a bright future for my two young sons, six and nine, and our family's 12th generations of New Mexicans, and to make life better for all working people in our state, we must go beyond discussing New Mexico's problem. Can't just sit here and complain and talk about the problems. We have to actually enact solutions. I've been called a happy warrior because I fight every single day to make New Mexico and Albuquerque a better place for all our families to live. Some people ask me how I do it, and I just tell them I care about this city and this state. I thank you for the support in my mayoral campaign. I will not disappoint you. I will always take your calls and texts. I don't need a job. Got this one. Not running to become a professional politician. The mayor's race is uh, the mayor's office is generally a dead end position. I'm running to serve the people of my city and my state. One last thing. I am ready for this. I prepared for this every day for years. For the past six years, I focused on political issues all day, every day. From my legal and financial compliance as a broadcaster to my marketing communications work for small business advertisers to my meetings and citizens groups to talking every day, three hours to the people of Albuquerque, New Mexico, I am ready. And I would appreciate your support. Please visit fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. Uh, sign up right there. And I appreciate uh, all of you. Uh, jumping on board to help uh, our campaign. Hashtag happy warriors. I like that. I think that's good. There we go. 
Hashtag we are winning. Uh, Eddie, you are a New Mexico true through and through. Proud to be supporting you. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. Uh, Eddie, I had a survey call me last night. It was obviously for Tim Keller. They kept asking all these questions about Keller. I basically told them what a piece of you-know-what I thought he was. That's how angry people are. <laughs> Straight from the horse's mouth. They just found that I was the rebar contractor on Zorro Ranch. Wow. Okay. We'll uh, see if we can find that. Congrats, Eddie. What is the date you will be temporarily off the radio because of the election? September 1st? Uh, yeah, no. I will not be off the radio at all. I will not be talking about the election as of September 2nd. I know a lot of people uh, see this mayoral campaign as an opportunity for me to get off the radio. Uh, I will actually be on every single day. And the debate was so revealing. You were the best informed, confident, showing leadership qualities. Many fumbled. Keller had no accomplishments to speak of. Thanks for running. No, you're welcome, man. Appreciate that. Uh, Eddie, don't let that Mike Wallace type uh, cut you off. Okay. I don't know who who is Mike Wallace. Uh, Dan, did you? It's Fox Week. Uh, Fox of the Week. Is that Mike Wallace? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, hey, hey, Eddie. I'm sorry it's late notice, but it looks like there's a sinkhole or something in the southbound lane of Tramway, and they're, they're diverting all Tramway traffic back north. They had to go back to Wantabo and come across that way, but Central was clear. Okay. Getting some uh, updates. I guess the state central committee is going to convene uh, this evening. That's exciting. Uh, Eddie started listening to Rush in 91. Listened at least part-time for the past 30 years. Glenn Beck. Wow. Glenn Buck. Hannity. I have had Rock of Talk on all day for the past three months. Really? No one listens? <laughs> Sorry. That is right. Uh, a lot of people listen. I can actually show you. I track that stuff every single day. I showed Dowd. He was amazed. He's a data guy. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, he's, uh, okay. Uh, Eddie, congratulations on the ballot. You did it. No, we did it. We all did this together. Very excited. Eddie, I've completed the poem titled growth. Can email or read your call, uh, working on the COVID poem listening. Someone's writing a poem for every single one of my themes all the way through on the five fingers. So city, COVID crime, right? Commerce and corruption. Eddie, when you win and prove things in Albuquerque, other cities in our state will be inspired to change. I hope so. Right. One little drop. One thing asked about me, very angry about Zorro Ranch, is that they're not just selling the building, they're selling everything in it, too. It goes without saying that everything has probably been scrubbed down by now, but whether it has or hasn't, there's not going to be anything left to investigate. I think that Hector Balderas is just hoping to wait long enough to get away from having to do it. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Look for the news story. You actually can't find it. Um, oh, the moderator on the debate was cutting me off. You're watching that debate right now or seeing some of it, aren't you? Well, I, watch, I was watching it on the web, yeah. Mayor Color, I, I will say that this he did acknowledge that you were the most the best communicator. Oh, well, that's nice. He did say that in in the uh, in the debate that you are a well known communicator. Yeah, and, it's got to take a lot more than just being a good communicator, as he phrases question, which I thought was a great question. Honestly, I mean that's what what people would want to know. Sure, I think that's a great. I I had no notes. I walked straight into it, and I was excited. Yeah. So I, I had no. They asked me kind of at the last minute too. All right, Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Good afternoon, everyone. To your point about the uh, scourge of drugs and homelessness that you touched upon earlier, the case in point would be Seattle, Washington. Our youngest boy had to take a uh, drive out to Seattle, Washington to uh, do a veteran's appointment, and they had to go through uh, downtown, even towards the uh, tourist area, Pike Place. And he was rather amazed to find that there was nothing but tents, tarps, and dirty druggies everywhere. Yeah. 
Yeah, the guys that normally sling the fish there at Pike Place, well, I get the feeling that they're probably all shut down because there is no walking area. You know, the sidewalks are just covered. And he was just rather astonished and to the point and afraid that he had to call my wife to make sure he had his mother on the line as he was making his way through there just in case anything happened. Yeah. So it seems that apparently... When you have this permissive attitude about drugs and homelessness, right. you have just killed your economy. Your tax base is gone. Yeah, I think if you coddle or engage it too much, I think that's a bad thing. Uh, the film is called Seattle is Dying, and uh, I think there's a follow-up to that, talking about the West West Coast, Left Coast dying. And that's been the approach. It's been a very laissez-faire approach uh, to drugs and uh, uh, homelessness. And we've got to take uh, a harder stance on that. And uh, there's no doubt... Under my mayoral administration, we certainly will do that. And maybe we'll get you to move here to Albuquerque. Dave, thanks for the call. I got to run. Uh, we'll be talking about our items for mayor. Hey, Rudy, can you do weather and traffic in, tw- in 30 seconds? Here we go. It's going to be 94 degrees out at the Rock of Talk right now. The accidents has turned into two of them on eastbound I-40, right past Carlisle westbound. It's right before the big guy. That accident's starting to cost you some time. Quickly at Amazing Grace, what's going on? Yeah, over here at Amazing Grace, we're trying to end up uh, dealing with this pandemic uh, stuff with COVID. And uh, basically, uh, we just wanted to let people know that we do a one-on-one. We don't do a variety of type piece. Uh, Bev told you last time how we did our match our caregivers with our our units. So we just wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, we don't share workers. All right, Amazing Grace Personal Care Services, homecare.theplaceilike.com. We're up to date. Let's go back to the Rock of Talk. And let's hit the top of the hour news. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. We've helped evacuate 70,700 people just since August the 14th. 75,900 people since the end of July. President Biden's comments late Tuesday afternoon. The president also saying he's sticking with the August 31st deadline for withdrawing U.S. troops from Afghanistan. The completion by August 31st depends upon the Taliban continuing to cooperate and allow access to the airport for those who were were transporting out and no disruptions to our operations. It might not be a bad idea to do your Christmas shopping sooner rather than later. Experts saying the ongoing pandemic-related supply shortage and transportation issues worldwide are making it hard for global manufacturers to get their products to store shelves. This is USA Radio News. If cancel culture and censorship continue at their current pace, there will soon be nothing left of the truth. The Epic Times was founded to keep truth alive. We ask the questions we think you'd ask. We check facts without regards to any political agenda. No one tells us what to cover or how to cover it. We're not influenced by big corporations or political parties. Our great passion is to expose the spread of socialism and communism. We cover the Chinese Communist Party and how it works to subvert American education and politics. We cover big issues like election integrity, the exploding national debt, the fight against coronavirus, and the truth about its origins. We cover Democrats and Republicans in exactly the same way. We have a special trial subscription offer right now. One month of our printed paper and total access to our amazing online content for just $1. 
You'll find it at trustednewspaper.com. One month, one dollar. Trustednewspaper.com. Help the Epic Times keep truth alive. A good day on Wall Street. The Dow gaining 30 points to finish at 35,366. The S&P adding six points to a finish at a record 4486. And the NASDAQ climbing 77 points to a record 1519. As the border crisis continues, a border state Republican congressman is calling out the Biden administration. Open borders by the Biden administration is threatening American sovereignty. There are only 12 agents watching 245 miles of border in Del Rio, Texas. Texas Republican Congressman Michael Burgess says this is a federal failure. But this is a federal responsibility. This is not something that uh, the state government should even be having to participate in the debate. The sheer volume, the numbers of illegal crossings that occurred during the month of July, you would think the federal government would step up and provide additional funding, but that is unfortunately not the case. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroos. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. Dr. Jason Valentine, a physician at Diagnostic and Medical Care Infirmary Health in Mobile, Alabama, recently posted a photo on his Facebook page showing him next to a sign that says, quote, effective October 1st, 2021, Dr. Valentine will no longer see patients that are not vaccinated against COVID-19, close quote. Valentine saying he's currently in the process of mailing a letter to patients about his decision He posted a copy of that letter online. This says the Delta variant in Alabama is overwhelming hospitals, and Alabama does have a very low vaccination rate. As far as the legality of a doctor denying patients service, Quentin Brogdon is with Crane, Brogdon, and Rogers. He tells USA Radio News. As far as I know, under the law, Tim, there's nothing that per se prevents a physician from terminating or even failing to start a patient relationship as long as it's not due to discriminatory reasons such as uh, age, sex, race, sexual orientation, religion, or national origin. The Civil Rights Act of 1964 keeps doctors from denying service for those inappropriate reasons, but otherwise uh, doctors can, can deny care as long as you know, a patient is not in an emergency scenario. For USA Radio News. It is time we put things together and get the second hour underway. Hi, everybody. I'm Rudy Grande looking at the weather. 94 degrees, clear skies. Now, rain tomorrow, so get ready for that. It's hard to get ready for what's going on on the roadways right now. Three accidents. Two of them are eastbound I-40 right before and right after Carlisle. That's got you stepping on the brakes all the way back to the big eye. If you're westbound on I-40, it's right there at University where another accident now takes residence on the right shoulder. But the rest of us are going to be slow from the big eye out to 12th Street. And no fun on uh, Paseo del Norte, the westbound trip accident-free. That's the good news, but it is stuffed solid from I-25 west on Paseo del Norte all the way out to Coors Road. All right, Dean, Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. 
Yes, yeah, so I wanted to talk to people about uh, Alzheimer's and dementia, basically how we actually service uh, a lot of customers. We're here to help the family, give uh, people a break as far as uh, your loved ones. So if you're needing assistance, give us a call. All right, and you can get a hold of them by going to home care, all one word, dot theplaceilike.com for amazing grace, personal care services. We are up to date. Let's dive back into the rock and talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. The, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, BQ.FM, We are on TV. Hi, Mom. I'm on TV, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. We are podcasting on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also download our apps for rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. And don't forget, AM 1490 KRS and Santa Fe 107.1, Los Salamos, and here with my good friend, Dan Butterfield uh, sitting in here and uh, helping out with the homeless conversation because uh, it's something that he knows about it. And uh, we're going to get into my platform here. Dan, how are you? Author of Occam's Razor. Doing fine yourself. Always good. Yeah. Yes. I guess I'm the happy warrior. Well, you're I, pretty excited today. That's, am I? Oh, that's excited. good. I mean, the, the city needs to get excited. If you want to go ahead and jump on uh, board with uh, our campaign and platform, I can talk all about I want uh, all about it as much as I want until uh, midnight at uh, September the 2nd. Uh, by the way, I want to say hello to all the State Central Committee uh, members who are now convening right now, uh, 245 of those uh, bad boys out there representing the Republican Party. And maybe uh, uh, this candidacy is helping with a certain level of enthusiasm. I certainly hope so. And uh, my best to them and each and every Republic, registered Republican uh, out there uh, as well. I just feel like this uh, resurgent... Uh, you know, energy uh, seems to be coming in. And without further ado, I'm going to present my items for May Mayor. I wish I could just do like a little drum roll or big, uh, you know, send off. But I'm going to, you know, start with my five. And I'm just going to go through. You're welcome to call in, uh, naysay or say or whatever you want to go ahead and do here into the Kiva as much as you want. So uh, 550-5500, you can uh, text or call. Uh, let's see. Hmm. I guess there's some uh, problems there, uh, people getting in. Eddie, expose the Marxism, bring it out. Kick their asses. That's uh, certainly good. Um, let's see. We've also got, Eddie, how awesome it is that you're in front of the citizens of Albuquerque fighting for them on a daily basis. They can tune in and hear you every day. Have you seen an increase in people tuning in since your ballot announcement? I haven't checked. I uh, don't often check. I check at the end of the month. I uh, don't know is when I go. So I go look at everything at the end of the month. But I will look and we'll be able to discuss trends uh, all of those types of things as far as listenership. I know a lot more people like we're way in over our heads as far as the TV tuning in. I was telling Dow that the other day, I'm about to jump into the platform. Don't worry. I know that's uh, you're just anxiously waiting for that. Um, we'll be able to start uh, to fundraise hopefully by tomorrow, whenever they turn it on or turn us on uh, and you can go to fight for five Oh five to go ahead and do that. So if I log into my television, I look at the uh, the data throughput and uh, throughput, and this is uh, sort of amazing. Uh, we're way over where we were the last two months, I think combined. Last time I checked, uh, which was yesterday, and we have put uh, rotating the whole entire last week. Yeah, it's insane. We're already at uh, two and a half gigs, uh, nearly three gigs of uh, information in terms of the uh, bandwidth that's gone out. I mean, 1.2 gigs all of last month. So. There you go. All right. Items for mayor. Here we go. City of Albuquerque. Let's start there. The middle finger. And I don't mean at you. I mean, uh, just being in terms of the biggest, tallest, and 
uh, the uh, largest responsibility on behalf of the mayor slash city manager. All right, uh, I'll just kick it off as far as goals. You're welcome to go ahead and have conversations with me about it. No mandatory vaccine, Dan, or masking of City of Albuquerque employees. That's just an easy one. It should be easy. Businesses shouldn't be able to require uh, this kind of, it's not an employment contract. Even the state really shouldn't be able to force it. And, you know, but she's been lying to the public for since the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so that local TV has not uh, called her on that. That's why she's getting away with this kind of draconian, you know, edicts. But nobody, no employee should have to be able, uh, should be forced to take a medical uh, procedure, Mm -hmm. period. Yeah. Have a vaccination or even really testing. I mean, it should be a choice, I think. And then put the guidelines out there, alert everybody, Um, you know, really test the science. I think it's important to delve into it. We have certainly been doing that. We've been testing the science uh, all along. Um, But, you know, for the city of Albuquerque, uh, mandatory uh, vaccine or masking uh, should be prohibited. It should be optional in terms of what you want to do. It's one of the things you said is that you follow the science. If the science says this is in the best interest of the public, then you do it. There's no science behind masks. And no, we know effic- that. It actually carries more germs. It's likely to carry more germs. Yeah. So there's no efficacy with masks. Right. Uh, the vaccine, they talk nothing about those individuals who've already contracted mm-hmm. COVID-19. Yeah, the herd Nat- immunity well, not going to be developed. And the, remember, Dr. Yeadon said 17 years. Yeah, but the... the once you've had it. Natural immunity, once you've uh, acquired the, this yeah. virus, that immunity lasts a much longer time. 17 years yeah. uh, to life, by the way. That's what they that's what they're they're finding out, especially with the original SARS that mm-hmm. came out of Hong Kong. But we hear nothing about that. We hear nothing about, OK, if you've already contracted COVID-19, you don't need a vaccine. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have those names of people who've tested positive. We have no follow up on that. By yeah, the state, contact tracing um, in both in terms of an invasiveness and uh, use the word efficacy. Uh, you can't do anything with it. No. Um, because you're asking people to go ahead and sign, put their phone numbers down, their information. They visited a restaurant. Um, it is an attempt at a, a draconian level of surveillance uh, that the state would n- never in a million years be able to actually prove. And she did make the claim, Michelle Lujan Grisham, I believe Tim Keller, also made the claim that uh, by going through the contact tracing that we would help them defeat, suppress, and wash away Flatten COVID-19. No, no, it was on. Yeah, it was like eradicate. We're going to eradicate the virus. I think the word was eradicate. And and lockdown cannot do anything (laughs) to get rid of the virus because the virus requires herd immunity in order to get rid of it. And so the science that they promoted, unfortunately, local TV just gave them a pass on that. Those were second grade uh, science textbooks. We're looking at college level. Yes. (laughs) We understand that uh, the robustness of the human body and our survivability is certainly better. It's the same thing with what they're talking about with hospitalizations now. Mm-hmm. What is typical in a flu season with hospitalizations? No one's getting flu shots anymore, just so you know. And, and, and quite frankly, the flu. What happened to the flu? Where did the flu go? It's probably did intermingled. It, it's <laughs> intermingled with the COVID-19. Oh, yes. no, you know, it's, and, the, it, it's the flu variant. That's right. right. But it comes down to, well, they say uh, the Delta variant is very similar to the flu as far as the, as the symptoms. So it's the flu. It's, and quite frankly, hospitalizations during a bad flu season are on par with what we have right now. We've had uh, probably one of our uh, most uh, uh, monsoon-esque uh, southwestern uh, weather yes. years in some time. I mean, you're a green thumb guy. You certainly know that. With that, increased pollen counts and uh, certainly with increased level of moisture, increased sickness uh, uh, naturally, uh, to be sure. But 
Um, you know, we're not even talking about the flu. Remember, I used to talk about the flu last year, not even talking about it. It's just like all one thing. Or RSV. You know, yeah, RSV, kids. my son, uh, neonatal intensive care unit, 65 days, had contracted RSV. Yeah, And it's, it is really tough on children. It's awful. And, uh, killer. My if, son's heart stopped twice. And if adults get it, it's even worse. Yeah, it can be. And can. so you're, we're, we're talking about COVID-19 because it's political. Yep. Not because the science... Back okay. up. Let, let's back up there. Let's uh, let's not say COVID-19 in and of itself isn't political. It's only political when your politicians make it political. Yes. So um, COVID-19 is, is an inanimate it's object. It's, it's, it's just yeah. something that's there. Absolutely. You either get it or you don't. Right. And it becomes political and sort of how all the various uh, people da- dance around it. And that, sort of, you might remember the tribes, yes. uh, you know, way back in the, the day, you just come up and said, um, you know, they develop. Uh, what's the name? What's the name of that uh, movie? Um, there might be gods. Uh, remember, they just they, they yeah, I know, a, a I know Coke talking, bottle. Yeah, I know. You know, lands about, yeah, in their yeah, tribe. Yeah, I know. And about. and they have all these strange yeah. things because that happen so to them. It's so foreign. <laughs> they can't believe what it is. Like, what is this thing that's a Coke bottle here? And like, you and said, everyone has a different reaction to it, and they start all politicizing. If you are going to do the work of the people, do the work of the people, and when you politicize things. You're not doing the work of the people. You are harming people, and you've harmed the business community in this city and this state. And Mayor Keller should have taken a different direction than uh, Luhan Grisham, but he chose politics. Here we go. Let me make the point. The Gods Must Be Crazy yes, is yes, an 80, yes. 1980 comedy yes. film uh, produced by Jamie Use, uh, set in South Africa. The film starts Namibian sand farmer Nizau Toma Z. Hunter-gatherers of the Kalahari Desert, whose tribe discovers a glass bottle dropped from an airplane and believe it to be a gift from their gods. When Z sets the bottle out to the gods, his journey becomes intertwined with that of the biologist, a newly hired village school teacher, and a band of guerrilla terrorists. And so the whole thing just goes crazy, yeah. right? And that's sort of how, you know, this is this foreign inanimate object that seems to be in- impacting everybody. People are masking, it's going to kill you, and all these other things. And then you have, uh, you know, the expert in Dr. Fauci come out and say, this is what's going to happen to you. But yet it never happens to people during the entire time. And then he changes the narrative probably three or four different times, um, which is, uh, you know, absolutely jolting. Uh, You know, the entire society becomes discombobulated because they don't know whether or not to believe him any longer. We ourselves here in the state of New Mexico had two different uh, health secretaries. Mm -hmm. Um, Look. You know who who hasn't been jolting back and forth on any of this? Every uh, Manny Moe and Jack out there who's having to deal with this, from yeah. their companies being shut down to their families, uh, you know, uh, being scared to not being scared to thinking it's nothing to having COVID to not having COVID to getting the shot to not getting the shot. Like they all adapt in their own ways, and uh, amidst that chaos, believe it or not, folks, comes this uh, unbelievable uh, sequence of I don't want to say miracles, but just you know, rhyme and reason where things start lining up. On their own. It's amazing how life life can be that way. And I think we should give people the medical choice and the medical freedom to choose what they want to do. If you're vaxxed, why are you worried that anybody else is? If you're wearing a mask, why are you worried that anybody else is? Yeah. Unless your mask doesn't work. Unless the vax doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have really, I think, exhausted our level of, of uh, ability to, you know, contemplate and think about something that we have uh, shown collectively here in New Mexico under the leadership of... Tim Keller and Michelle Lujan Grisham uh, that we do not do not know how to deal with. Right. And, and it, because they play politics with this virus, it has put everybody in jeopardy. Yeah, absolutely. The Delta variant doesn't come about. You can't even test if, it. If we hadn't done the lockdown. 
yep. you wouldn't have had the entropy that gives you the delta variant, and yet nobody talks about that. So every single time, and you can see the graphs, and there's a, a well, we should post those. Doubt if you're listening out in Las Vegas, Nevada, if you could post those graphs, you posted them a few days ago. But the moment they do lockdown or the moment it's mandatory masking, right. guess what happens? Surge. Immediate surge, like jacked up surge in every single city, regardless of its political makeup. That's yeah. exactly what happens because you've decided to go ahead and augment the reaction and we don't get a natural reaction yeah. to it. Yeah. And it does have to take, remember, we were talking about it at the beginning, Dad, uh, uh, Dan, where um, the virus needed to take its course. Yeah. That's natural. Yeah. And the the response should have been protect those most vulnerable while the rest of the society contracts it and therefore creates herd immunity. We've been well past this by now. Yep. We never would have had the lockdown. Right. Joe Biden would not be in the White House. You know, a lot of things would not have happened. But that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That it make it political. You shut down the economy. Yep. And then you give the opportunity for Democrats to steal the White House. And know whatever whatever type of uh, society you have, whether it's tribal or or what we have uh, here today, it destroys it. Once yeah. you politicize it, uh, you destroy everything no trust. else. Right? No, no trust going That's, forward. That is the big thing. You know, we don't trust our politicians and our politicians don't trust us. Uh, to go ahead and do what they say, but that's not the name of the game. The name of the game is advise us, and uh, we recommend, based upon the data that we're getting back, that this is the best course of action. Choose what you want to do, but understand the consequences. If the if this was really as bad, and they really disliked us as much as they did, these people would be hoping that we never mass, never uh, vaxxed, and every single Republican, conservative, uh, anti-vaxxer, uh, which is how they want to characterize us, but would all be dead within three years. That's almost how they think of us. Well, that's the opportunity that you have in their mayoral ro- uh, race because Keller played politics. Yep. And politicians doing politics are not serving the people. Serving the people is serving the people. Yep. Pure and simple. Well, but, serve them is, is, is asking. It's not telling them or scolding yeah. them. And what we've been hearing that tone is, you know, uh, and I get asked a lot, you know, everyone expects me, aren't you going to fire this person, this person, this person? Like, no, I'm going to listen to every single person there, evaluate what's going to happen. And these people have time invested. I don't work for the city currently. So if I come in, I'm in, I'm going to come in as the fixer. That's what I want to do is you have to use the employees that are there to the best of their ability. So you have to manage those employees. You ever seen the uh, fixer in, uh, in, uh, we're going down What's the name of the movie? I'm going, I, I don't know why I'm thinking about so many movies uh, today, but the one with John Travolta, Samuel Jackson. Um, that was, Pulp Fiction? Yeah, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, the fixer, he shows up. Yeah. You know, there's that guy in the back of the car, and they got to figure out a way to clean it up, what he's going to do, and he yeah. just drills down the straight bones and, you know, focuses on the end while everybody is, like, going nuts yeah. with the reaction. So that's good. All right, so number one city, no mandatory vas- uh, vaccine or masking uh, for city of Albuquerque employees. That's what I can do in the city. Uh, how about busting through unions and collective bargaining on these public uh, unions? Uh, very, very important. Uh, we're negotiating against ourselves. We, of course, are in the right to work to stay, work to work state, but uh, that's something that I'll be working. I think I bring a little bit more credibility seeing that I understand unions, and that's uh, part of my background. It's a big part. Um, extending retirement is a big deal. I think that ha- goes hand in hand with negotiating with these people. Um, if they love the city so much, they love their job so much, they should want to work there for another five, ten years depending upon it, uh, where it, it fit, fits a formula, you know, age minus year served or age plus year served, and uh, there should be a sunset on their retirement uh, because we have unfunded pension liabilities. And if we're going to be, you know, hopefully not increasing the size of city government, I plan on reducing it. I think the better thing to do uh, for these people is to work a longer period of time. 
uh, certainly uh, uh, have their service for their favorite city, the city that they live in. Unfunded pensions need a longer time in the city workforce. Um, one of the things that didn't happen last year uh, in the event that there is any sort of shutdown or reduction uh, in things that are beyond the control of the office of the mayor, uh, if um, things are out of my control and I can't prevent a small business, I don't think that that's going to be able to happen. Because the, you know, a lot of small businesses are staying open. I'll stand behind them and we will not be enforcing masking or enforcing uh, code enforcements on behalf of the state of New Mexico. They'll have to go. If that's something they want to do, they'll have to do that themselves. We're going to send out the Albuquerque Police Department to go check on these uh, businesses on behalf of uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham's, uh, you know, stormtroopers. So when you look at this, uh, furlough city of Albuquerque employees during shutdown. I think that's something that should have happened. We didn't have a reduction in workforce. These people are hanging out at home and uh, not really having to work. Uh, not an in total unfairness uh, to them either. They, they want to work. They want to be back at work, uh, obviously. Um, but any impediments to private business will be reduced by a proportional amount. That's key. It's absolutely key. Uh, it's a direct reflection, and I think uh, a level of respect for the small businesses that support uh, city government uh, um, for what they do in terms of paying into the system. Uh, I have zero desire to clean house, Dan Butterfield, or make massive sweeping changes. We, meaning the city of Albuquerque, must respect the knowledge and the leadership of our department heads and help them realize their vision for a better city, a better Albuquerque. That's good management. Management yeah. goes in there and takes the employees they have and utilizes them to the best of their ability, gives them direction, mm -hmm. gives them the tools to do their job. And that's what good management is about. It's not about firing everybody. It's about using those resources to the best of, the, of your ability. Tell people about uh, your background and what you know about uh, org management and uh, game theory. Just a little bit about your history, education. Well, I have an MBA. I don't know if the MBA is all that important, but. My background really is in gaming theory, understanding the constraints that are out there, trying to, to do your finger puzzles uh, and trying to come up with an understanding of the environment you're operating in. And that's what I do with my books in Occam's Razor by Dan Butterfield. It's all about taking the facts that are out there and coming to the most plausible outcome. That's why I use Occam's Razor as, as, as part of my pen name. It's not trying to make this greatest leap, but trying to take things and make the most reasonable yeah. uh, deduction of what's taking place. And so that's why I do that with all my books. And so the outcomes are dictated by the facts, yep. not by any political value or personal value. I don't care about that. I'm not here to uh, promote any agenda. I'm here simply to help the, uh, the public understand an issue better. Right. Yeah. And uh, folks, I would also say something here. I mean, just another stump here for my campaign on this, uh, talking about making things better. You want to stop the long, cold winter uh, that Joe Biden and certainly Michelle Lujan Grisham uh, have brought to you? Elect me. I'll been, be in office uh, December 1st. You want to prevent what's happening to you and what's happening to small business? You want to have a good Christmas? Vote for me. It's right. really that simple. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. Looking for a good Christmas, looking for to, to put a stop to I'm running so you don't have to run out of here. Because a lot of you come uh, December, January, you guys are going to be picking up, going to Arizona, Texas, Mexico, because you don't want to be in New Mexico at that point. Why not stay here, save some money, and instead of taking that money and uh, giving it uh, to whatever you're going to do, why don't you give it to our campaign at uh, fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. Uh, make a donation, save it here, and it'll be money well spent and, and better management. Go ahead, Dan. And, and a mayor should be working for the people. Yeah, and like what, actually working. What a mayor. I don't like the name mayor. I just don't. Well, what the mayor in this particular case 
should have not uh, should have stood in the way of the fire marshals invoking the uh, edict of, of the governor. She said, yeah. no, I'm not, I'm not going to follow that because it's going to cr- cripple business, which is going to be a down uh, trickle to everybody else being hurt in the community. Yeah. For what reason? You've got to give me the exact reason, the science. And there was never any hard science. I don't think um, Tim Keller knows what science is, to be quite honest. Um, so uh, that's not an insult to him, but uh, he honestly doesn't. I don't think I've ever uh, heard him speak technically about things. Uh, in in that way, uh, certainly not from a data driven perspective uh, either. Um, let's see. We must respect the knowledge and leadership of the department heads and help them realize their vision. Uh, number six: evaluate efficiencies and deficits and restore new enthusiasm. I love that word enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. With enthusiasm, you can do anything. The big E right there: enthusiasm in the city of Albuquerque workforce. All right. Finally, number seven. We got one more after that. Evaluate the green new energy initiatives that uh, Tim Keller's implemented, right? Solar panels, cars, renewable, and right, he's done all this stuff. It's kind of driven me crazy. It's like, how come no one's looking at the money that's going into all these green new energy it's initiatives? so inefficient. Right, that Mayor Keller has started and decide if they are too costly to keep. Uh, my guess is they're probably gonna be too costly to keep. We'll figure that out uh, pretty quickly because we'll do a compare and contrast um, from back in 2017 before he came into office to the time. I mean, the acquisition cost alone the startup and the lost time that you build into that is, uh, is reason enough to go ahead and scrap most of it. It's worse than that. It's getting out of the contracts. Once you get into one of these contracts, the, the penalty clause to get out of them is often so large that you Are they you renting the cars? Well, it depends on, it depends on what your contract is. Well, it depends on what you Well, then you have the, the maintenance of those vehicles. Then you have to sell those vehicles. Remember that? Then you re- have to, it's just, Remember that ridiculous idea they put all those skateboards out there where people would get on it? <laughs> what happened to those things? Same Where'd they the, go? Same thing with they, the bicycles. Somebody came in, yeah. came out. It's like, yeah. oh, we're going to be dropping off those cars yeah. every single day. And drop off, you know, they, they drop off all these things. The red there. lights. Led, red lights were the same thing. You know, oh, yeah, no, oh, by the way, no surveillance. Yeah. That, that's ridiculous. Like yeah. this pedestrian thing that they're talking about, this high number of pedestrians. I'm not going to be surveilling the intersections here and uh, doing uh, face stuff. You know, the ACLU was interested in that. They're like, uh, you know, it's like the only thing that I was interested that the ACLU were on the same side of. I've got to read my questionnaire to you on the ACLU. I've got okay. more. Um, All right. Stop the bonus and incentive hiring plans by the city. People should want to help the city in security of the job. And they'll want to if I'm there. And uh, the pride should be enough alone to attract capable employees. So there you go. That's how we will improve the city of Albuquerque when I'm operating the city of Albuquerque uh, workforce. To check on weather and traffic, Rudy Grande. <laughs> All right, we're putting things together, starting with the weather looking great today. Tomorrow, some rain comes our way, but between now and then, let's just stick with our 94 degrees at the Rock of Talk. Cleaned up the accidents, the two of them eastbound on I-40 at Carlisle. Man, that drive, though, is still really hectic all the way back to 12th Street. And the westbound side cleared up the accident westbound I-40 at the Big Eye, but still slow traffic from the Big Eye across over to 12th Street as well. If you're thinking, well, you know what, I'm going to try the, the uh, River Bridge there on Montano. It's going to be tight westbound on Montano all the way back now. Looks like it's stopping at I-25 all the way out, almost to Los Poblanos. All right, we're at Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. You're talking about respite care. Yes, Rudy. Sometimes a family caregiver needs a break for any number of reasons. We offer the respite care for you with mom and dad um, on either a regular or a uh, as-needed basis. So the, the respite care gives the 
uh, caregivers some vacation. That's a great idea. Get a hold of Amazing Grace Personal Care Services by going to home care, all one word, dot the place I like dot com. We're up to date. Let's dive back in to the Rock of Talk. All right. Back after a quick break. Charlie Watts died today at the age of 80. 529 back and forth. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally, and you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, healthcare, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683, 883 883- Three six eight three. Make Sugar Hollow Assisted Living a home away from home experience for your loved one. In the historic Albuquerque Country Club neighborhood, Sugar Hollow is beautiful and peaceful with one of Albuquerque's lowest resident to caregiver ratios. Home cooked meals, activities, medication assistance, boutique style care with a focus on dignity and quality of life. Visit Sugar Hollow by calling 270-0801. Dignity and trusted care. Sugar Hollow, 270-0801. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Light. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994 2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. 
In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams real estate group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. All right, as we put things together, we start with the weather. Real nice out there right now, a little breeze blowing, clear skies. Tomorrow, though, lots of clouds and rain is the office, the uh, chance for us. Right now, though, 94 degrees in Rio Rancho, 92 at the Rock of Talk. All right, police still on the scene of that. Well, we did have that accident on uh, I-40 eastbound right around Carlisle. Well, they're sifting things out on the right shoulder. Lanes are open, but they're stocked solid all the way back to 12th Street. And it is affecting the, the I-25 southbound to the east, I-40. If you're on I-40 westbound, very slow, just before the big eye staying tight, all the way across almost to, uh, well, just about the river. As far as the drive on uh, Montano, a lot of folks using that as the alternative, and that's going to be slow. Second Street, all the way across the river, uh, past Los Poblanos to Montano. All right, we're at Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. Rudy, the skills needed to be a caregiver are simply the basic living skills that we do every day, um, housekeeping, meals, but it's, it helps a senior be able to remain in their home. So if you'd like to help or you can need help, then give us a call. All right, and you can call them by going to home care, all one word, dot theplaceilike.com. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. And with that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. 
those colors anymore. I want them to turn black. Charlie Watts, I'm just listening to that. Uh, probably one of his, uh, what, do you, what do you say when you're a drummer? Better riffs? Do they riff? Is that what they do? Is that jazz? That's, good. That's a good time. Yeah. So, oh, the, the jazz riff? What is it? The, I don't know. One of the drummers out there, the drummer's drum, but I don't know. I like I like Travis from Blink-182. The guy's literally doing three separate sets of drums for every song. Anyway, you don't know what I'm I like talking Stuart about. I like Stuart Copeland from The Police. A lot of people like him. They used to consider him as uh, the premier drummer, you know, John Bonham, uh, the guy from Rush. Uh, but I think uh, bar none, seriously, and I've seen uh, Blink-182 in concert, Travis. Uh, I got invited, by the way, uh, a guy by the name of Dave Diaz invited me to the Megadeth. There's a picture of uh, Tim Keller at a, uh, something last night or a few nights ago, as soon as they put in the mask mandate on Friday. He's, he's not wearing the mask. He's hanging out. The metal mayor's hanging out with him. He's got this his look with his goatee. Um, like, come on, Tim. We know who you are. Just you know, go back to the picture that they put on the front page, the first one that you ever took for running for senate. You should go for that one. I think that's the that's the one that we see. Well, you know, I, the I, I the one that. who's uh uh the uh, <laughs> Batman. You know, the, the, <laughs> the what, I forget the other the the guy's name, but you know what I'm saying. But I saw I saw the police uh, in 1979. Yeah, in a small little venue at Walt Disney World, in their little ice capa- uh, palace, whatever really? the eatery. There yeah. was maybe a hundred, 150 people in the, yeah. in the crowd, and he was on the drums. Yeah, awesome. Sting is a perfectionist, uh, by oh. the way. When you uh, when you hear Sting, uh, the bassist, know, yeah, did everything. No, no, Sting, the singer. Yeah, yeah, he the, was the, the bassist. Singer. Was he also the singer? Yeah, he's a singer and the bassist. Yeah, we've never talked music before. Oh, it'll, be, it'll be a first, yeah. That's how we're. That's one place where you and Dowd, uh, you Dowd Muska, the Dow Three Thousand, actually differ. But he doesn't know music past '93. Where, where do you say your era ends? What do you say? '88, uh, '89. Uh, Are you still the it's, classic yeah, rock? It's probably in, in the late '90s. Late late '90s. Late okay. '90s. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, like I've got some pretty interesting tastes, like yeah. morphine and yeah, and, yeah, good. I like morphine. You know, went through a lot of different things, like you know. Uh, Hard to name them all, but yeah, there there's a lot of alternative. Yeah, okay, alternative. I'm all uh, I know all alternative. So, so I was stuff. I was into a lot of the, okay. the alternative stuff. Okay, so okay. drama rama. Don't know drama rama. No. Yeah, you do. Last cigarette. Uh, no. You, that, it would the song would already be in my head from yeah. the moment you said Dra- the band. Drama rama. Yeah, so the visual also transfers audibly too. Yeah. As soon as I hear the name of a song, the lyrics automatically pop into my head. I'm a Kid of the MTV generation. Let's see. Uh, Two-Face. Yeah, that's the guy from it. Uh, Batman. 550-55. Oh, we got Murder Mike. I almost forgot about Murder Mike. You took off from here. You ran out of here like you stole it. 
And uh, what's been going on the last 24 hours, Murder Mike, as far as crime? I had to fly out of here so I could get home and get the latest from the greatest. You know, the, one of the best drummers <laughs> I can remember from my era, which was the 60s and 70s, was Ginger Baker. Yeah, Baker. Cream. In the right? There you go. What you do with the music? What you do with the money? But yeah, let's see. I'm gonna get to the stats here. It was a quiet evening in Albuquerque last night. No shootings, no homicides. It was, you know, nice to get, nice to hear for a change. We did have two assaults. There was. Six shots fired calls, and that includes right behind me. And the, the the fence I share with the people behind me, they were firing their guns off like crazy last night till the police came and shut them down. So somehow, uh, Murder cool. Mike, uh, you don't even need to turn on the scanners for the crime to go off around you. You gotta, you gotta yeah, prove just, the situation. I'm, I'm magnetized toward it. Do you ever call the police? Do you call the police, or have you just given up? Well, the first couple of times I did, but they didn't show. And then, you know, when you hear on the scanners, unless you got multiple callers on a shots fired call, it really goes down in priority. So uh, they just kind of do a cruise by when they're in the neighborhood. But if you got multiple callers uh, reporting shots fired, then they, it kind of gets their attention a little bit more. So, so what about the uh, shot spotter uh, thing where we can't even audit or get any of the logs or any of the information? I mean, doesn't that bother you that we spend $2 million approximately $2 million on the shot spotter. They own the data. We can't do anything. And there's other dissatisfied city customers. I don't know what other cities, but they're not able to call the data from that either. It sort of defeats the purpose. It's kind of a double-edged sword because the shot spotter itself is, is a really a, a unique tool for the police because it's they, not a tool. A they, don't, they don't use it. They don't use it. Well, they, they, they can use it. Uh, well, that, well there's a huge I, difference between Yeah, come on. I couldn't tell you how much they use it or how much they don't, but I know that uh, it could pinpoint where a shot came from, and it, it really helps an investigation if they can get this. The police can go right oh. to where the I feel like uh, you're, I feel like you're selling me, and I don't like that. So uh, we'll, no, we'll, no, we'll no, move no, on I, from I've Shot never Spotter. Seen a shot spotter. Okay, well, but, there you uh, go. I, then then, don't, then don't, don't try to sell me on it. I feel like you're trying to... Hey, have I got a deal for you? <laughs> yeah, no, no, you don't. All right, uh, so six okay, shots fired. Well, uh, we had uh, two overdoses last night, so that's okay. down. Good. We had three uh, drunks downtown, and they were down and out that required medical attention. Uh, you, refer one, to those, uh, you refer to those as ETOH. The other thing I think that's important about that is just how bad downtown looks right now. I mean, where the homeless people are living, like literally right underneath the chemo theater canopy. You've been down there lately, I'm sure. I haven't yeah. been downtown, yeah. but no. I'll tell you, there are squatters everywhere. Yeah, in, in, and doing you know, nothing about it. And nothing's being done They'll about come it. do it the first week in October. Uh, the last week of September, first week in October, suddenly Tim Keller will solve the homeless crisis, and uh, Eddie's got a black heart because uh, he wants to criminalize homelessness. Well, with all the jobs that are available right. out there, well, yeah, there shouldn't uh, be this level of homelessness. That just shouldn't happen. Well, you know, I think when we make this the uh, the crown jewel for homeless people to come to, we're going to attract them. I mean, when we start giving away tiny homes, uh, I mean, places, we, I mean, if I were homeless right now, Albuquerque would be the place to be, I'm telling you, yeah, that's uh, compared not to be other states. Not on my watch there, uh, there no, America. we're not going to be having any of it. none of that stuff around here. Uh, what else happened last night? 
Uh, well, we, we had our dumpster arsonist out again last night. He, he set fire to about six dumpsters in the southeast. Does he side, track so with the, the cycles department. of the moon or anything? Has anybody figured out his rhyme or reason? It sort of uh, happens. Uh, uh, how many dumpsters did he get to? Uh, last night, he, fi- he fired up about six dumpsters to my count. Wow. So, Do you uh, know that they're all one goes off the and the other one goes off and the other ones just start coming or what did, how does it go? Yeah, he, he, he goes and he, he starts one dumpster on fire and then he goes about three blocks away and starts another one. And by the time the fire department gets done putting out the first one, they're flying over to the next one. So they're, you know, I mean, they're, uh, they're utilizing their, their forces to put out dumpsters, which, you know, pulls an engine company off a, a possible, you know, a need, need, a needless, needless fire, should I say. Mm. But they got to be put out because they can threaten structure. So, hmm. anything else there, Mike? Sounds like it's pretty oh, quiet. Uh, well, well, today, today we did have a structure fire at, at fifty-two twenty-four Zurich Place Northeast. Okay. That was about noon today, and then around three o'clock we had a SWAT call at Louisiana and Gibson. I don't know if that's still active. I haven't heard a lot of chatter about it, so that may affect base traffic. And I, I pulled this off Associated Press just a little while ago for Los Alamos that evidently there's some people that are flying illegal drones in airspace over Los Alamos, and it's uh, got the attention of their security department there and have warned that unauthorized drone flights uh, can be detected and that if you fly a drone over the lab, you will lose it. And the lab has a system for intercepting any unauthorized flights, but will not release any details about how the system works. So uh, for Los Alamos, don't fly your drones over uh, unauthorized airspace. So that's a quick look at what's happening. Eddie, back to you, sir. I appreciate it, Mike. Um, Los Alamos is all airspace. Uh, They're requiring, I think, uh, mandating uh, vaccinations. i got to make some phone calls. I have been getting hit everywhere. Everyone's like, uh, Eddie, come save us. Come save us. We need to do something about this. We need to push back. We need to get you involved. Uh, it's it's absolutely terrible. Uh, Eddie, if you are 10 minutes late, shooters are gone. No arrests. Uh, this is for Dan, New Mexico. Let's see. Data report, April 5th, 2021. New Mexico mandate, 316. Lockdown mandate went up. Let's see. Masks don't work. Um, let's see. No mnRNA shot needed for SARS-CoV-2. At that time, and then we went to this another lockdown, and then the high uh, hospitalizations skyrocketed as of uh, 4 12 uh, 21. And then we uh, have a huge drop off after they decide not to have lockdown. So, once again, a 94.5% drop in hospitalizations, 5.5 per 100K, now all the way down to 0.3 per 100K. Lockdowns don't work uh, when we decided to go ahead and let people uh, roam around. Uh, that's when we did our best. Well, people who are vulnerable know they're vulnerable. They could take precautions, and yep. those around them could take precautions. We're but, trying to but, prevent deaths, not infections. Right. The and infection it, itself isn't the worst thing because the no. flu is worse than uh, the coronavirus. And the bottom line is if you get infected with COVID-19, your bo- body's immune system takes over, mm-hmm. and now you're going to be long-term immune to the coronavirus. And that is just – that's a positive, you know, and we have treated it as a negative. We've treated infections as the main thing, and we should never have done that. Uh, Eddie, you're humming in a white room with black curtains near the station. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Clapton is one of my all-time favorites, and I said he will not play a concert with Vax papers, where Vax papers are required. Good. And then there's the admissions test for Albuquerque and Berlioz County citizens. Well, tens of thousands of residents from surrounding counties are not tested. Is it time to end admissions tests already? The only people who would protest against it 
would be mechanics and AOC. It's not pollution from cars that creates the rare smoke cloud. It's that house on a sled and Blake that burns elm trees and cottonwoods and his wood stove creating a cloud covering the entire South Valley. That's interesting. That's very interesting, uh, Steve. Uh, Two-Face, you know, the, thanks for the picture, Two-Face. Uh, it's Wolf, by the way, not Fox. It's Wolf. The guy on uh, Pulp Fiction is Wolf. Uh, Eddie, I want to pledge to stop all emotive emissions compliance until our local economy recovers. <laughs> what did we say about emissions? Or did I forget something? Did I miss something on my own show? I don't, I don't think we talked did about that. Did we talk about that? No. Where did that come from? Uh, emissions compliance is a waste of time and money with no returns. Please help me. Somebody tell me where they did. Channel 4 said they are airing your press conference at 6 p.m. Ooh. Record it. Do you record it? No, probably not record it. No, I, I appreciate Chris Ramirez for doing what he did, acknowledging the intro to that and uh, the uh, Zorro uh, Ranch uh, video. Thank you very much. Hey, this is Daniel. I'm in strong support of you and your logical thinking. Unfortunately, it's where we're at. Democrats all over. My buddy turned me on to your talk radio. Keep up the great work. We need more of what you're talking about. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, your support. Gina checks in. She says, HP and Rio Rancho just sent an email out today. All employees need to be vaxxed before they can go back to work. They all have been working from home since February of 2020. This is the insanity. Mm-hmm. They've all been working from home since February of 2020. And they say you have to go ahead and uh, get vaxxed to go back to work. So what does that tell you? Well, I don't want to go back to work, so I'm not going to get vaxxed. I'll continue to work from home. <laughs> what kind of management decision? Let's see. What are we going to do here? Uh, do I get the vax or do they stay home? I want to stay home. I don't have to get the vax. It's the politically correct wow. thing to be doing by business. Eddie, I think the movie you were thinking of earlier was The Gods Must Be Crazy. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. Jared Delta variant is bull. It's just the Democrats getting ready for the 2022 midterms and their elections deal. Uh, Dr. Robert Malone, he was on uh, War Room today, by the way. Amazing guy. Ivermectin works. I used it myself. It does work. Um. What is this insanity? Was having to get everybody vaccinated? See, by ivermectin, do you see the new prices on ivermectin? No, it's insane. Open the border if it's that bad. Okay, uh, Eddie, just tuned in. Forgive me if you have already been addressed by you. Can people donate to your campaign by mailing a check to you at the station? Yes, they can. If so, how should we address the te- the check, Eddie, for mayor of Albuquerque? I believe Eddie Eddie Aragon for mayor. I think is is what uh, can be used. Uh, hold, don't quote me on that until tomorrow, okay? Because we're going to do everything directly online i think and there's a very specific way i can do it so we'll we'll put that at the bottom um the gods must be crazy yes they are let's see governor oh now texting in a governor and gaming control board have mandated masking in all of nevada great way to destroy tourism he was sending me empty streets the streets of uh, las vegas well, hawaii, are well, hawaii governor has basically said don't come the tourists don't come she's an idiot <laughs> regarding the COVID test i've heard the nasal swabs for testing have ethylene oxide which can cause cancer when I take the saliva one, I notice DNA on the packaging, so it makes it look like they're collecting our DNA like those ancestry tests. Interesting. We'll not do the ancestry test. Have you done it? I no. don't need to do it because my parents did it, so I'll just go find, yeah. hey, what's your heritage? I'm sure mine's the same, right? You are my parents. <laughs> you are the father. <laughs> you are my I am your father, Luke. I am your father, Luke. <laughs> you are my father. My parents celebrating the 47th anniversary today. Would, how come there's not a happy anniversary song? Is there a happy anniversary song? I don't know. Huh? I don't know. Everybody has a birthday, though. So that's... Sad when someone... I met somebody who didn't know their birthday. That was scary for him. Did it, 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 he had, didn't know his parents, didn't know his actual birthday. Well, I, I they made up his birthday. about somebody had Alzheimer's or something. No, 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 no. no. no, no. 
Because Brandon Vogt says, nobody is listening to the Rock of Talk. That makes me one of thousands of nobody's listening. <laughs> this kid is belonging to the basket of deplorables. The there yeah. it is. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we've got. 250 people on that state central committee. I mean, let's check on weather and traffic before we head on. Oh, let's take a couple of phone calls. Let's talk to the people out there. What do the people have to say? Call you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Yeah, is this Eddie Aragon's Rock of Talk? I don't know, dude. Sounds like you haven't listened before, is it? Does this sound like Eddie Aragon, or is this your first time calling? Yes, it does. Oh, okay, Eddie? good. How are you? I'm good. Hope you make it to mayor. I hope so, hey. too. I hope I hope for all of our sake we do, because we can't uh, have a, a Democrat running the uh, the office. They're already running They're already running roughshod in the county of Bernalillo. They're already running roughshod over our city. And, uh, you know, why give them a – and, by the way, if Manny's doing such a good job anyway, why don't you leave him doing a sheriff's job for another year and then – Maybe I'll take a look yeah. at him for something else that he's interested in doing. Hey, Eddie, the reason I'm calling this is Tracy. I've called you a few. Okay. Um, there's a letter dated August 23rd, 2021, to uh, Pfizer from the FDA. They did not approve this this uh, Pfizer shot. What they've done is they've extended the emergency use authorization, and the letter is 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 written to Elisa Harkins with Pfizer, and it's signed by um, Dennis Hinton, chief scientist with the FDA. And it's um, I was able to pull the entire letter and read it, and it appears like this is just an extension of the emergency authorization. Are you a doctor? Had- Are you a doctor by chance? No, I'm not a doctor. Good. Do, you, do, you, a... do you need do you need the uh, vaccination? Do you feel like you need at this point the vaccination? Have you got the vaccination? No, I have not, and okay, I will good. not. Good. Then you know what? It's sort of a moot point for all of us. That, you know who should, we should ask about this uh, FDA approval for the people who are being forced to be vaccinated or they want to get vaccinated and see if it changes their mind. Because I don't need a vaccination. You don't need a vaccination. And I think at this point it's a choice. If you could send me that letter, I'll look into it. But I'm not an ex- I'm not an expert on the FDA, and I couldn't care less whether or not they approved it in the first place because it's not going to incentivize me to go ahead and get the vaccination. Right. Well, um, this was sent to me by someone that's a pharmacist oh, okay. out of California. Were they trying to convince said, you to get the shot? Yeah, they said that you know they're trying the news media is why, does that, why does that matter it. so much to him or her trying to that you're vaccinated um sure i'll send you the letter yeah, but, but why does it matter email? to that person who sent it why does it matter to that person to call you all the way from california that you get the vaccination uh, i'm wondering are you probably, related to this person uh no i've just known her for 30 years oh she uh, she moved from Albuquerque to California. Under- there you go. That's the problem right there. <laughs> as far as yeah, I'm concerned, she- she's been Californicated and, uh, you know, she's been convinced. And some people, you know, misery loves company and uh, people don't want to feel like they've been fooled. So they ask you to go ahead and jump in with them. You know, it's your choice if it's something you want to do. Uh, I'd highly recommend you taking OSHA and oregano oil, uh, drinking plenty of fluids and water. And uh, if in any way you think you're immunocompromised, or have any potential comorbidities, and then you can evaluate that for yourself and see if it's the right thing for you to do. But if someone's wearing well, a vax or someone's, uh, if someone is vax or someone's uh, wearing a mask, uh, their concern about your health, uh, believe me, is not out of the generosity of their heart for uh, how well you're doing. 
Well, how can I send you this letter? Well, you can text it to me, 550-5500, or you can go to rockoftalk at me.com. Wait a second. Rock, rock of talk what? At me.com. At me.com. At M as in Mary, E as in education. Yes. yes. At me.com. Yes. Or, or E as in Eddie, Eddie for mayor. You can also okay. do that too. <laughs> Rock of talk at me.com. There you go, Tracy. Uh, tell your. Uh, okay, per- I'll, I'll send it to you, but I, I just said I wanted you to know that the me, there, it's not an approved vaccine. It's it may or may not be. It, do, it doesn't matter to me at all because I have no uh, choice. I have, I have no intent on taking but, it, and it sounds like neither do you either. It's partly how the uh, media is portraying it to make it seem plausible that companies should be able to mandate a vaccine. Yeah, yeah it's foolish. And, yeah, it's, well, my, my body. Oh, sorry, Tracy. I lost Tracy. I got to go to another call. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead very quickly. Hey, am I, am I, I'm on? Are you on? Yes, I think you're yeah, on. Yeah, hey, yeah, there yeah. you are. I hey. uh, just want to say thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, Good luck on the race, and I, I think uh, you have a great talk show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so uh, my name's Daniel. I, I work for Bernalillo County Fire Department. And, uh, okay, thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm glad uh, some appreciate what we do. I mean, we've been uh, running COVID calls for like the last two years, and all of a sudden uh, the vaccine, Pfizer vaccine gets uh, mandated, and now we're being uh, – we're, we're being mandated the vaccine. What happens so either, to you if you don't take it? Uh, <laughs> you know what? What's sad is I've been in the department for 15 years and I have no idea. Um, I don't want it. I don't need it. I'm pretty sure I already had it. And just because I didn't get tested and, and you know, I had that positive uh, uh, statistic for them doesn't mean that I don't have the immunities already in my body. Uh, my wife had it. I mean, she had a very mi- minor symptoms, but she already has the antibodies. We believe um, that we were designed a certain way. We can fight these things ourselves. And now we're being told that, hey, you don't know what's best for your body. You need to take this. Daniel, I want and you to I hold the line. Good. I want you to hold yeah. the line. I want to talk with you more during the third hour. Thanks for being here. Let's hit the yeah. top of the hour uh, right here in the Kiva. We'll bring back Daniel. We'll find out what's happening in Bernalillo County Fire Department. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden doing his best to take the focus off the crisis in Afghanistan and put it on a $3.5 trillion human infrastructure bill of social investments. We are a step closer to truly investing in the American people, positioning our economy for long-term growth, and building an America that outcompetes the rest of the world. My goal is to build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out, not just the top down. And that's what we're on our way of doing. Biden's comments come as House Democrats advance that $3.5 trillion bill. The National Rifle Association is canceling their convention next month in Houston, Texas, due to COVID-19. In a statement, the NRA saying that a spike in cases would have made it impossible for attendees to get the full experience. And you're listening to USA Radio News. 
The Giza Dream Sheets are the perfect companion to a my pillow, the best thing you'll ever put on your bed. Call 1-800-951-8175. Ask for the Giza Dream Sheets special. You get, by the way, by using my promo code USA. You can go online also to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special. You can save up to 66% on anything in the MyPillow website. Check it out. MyPillow.com. Promo code USA. Friends, Mike Lindell's MyPillow, my slippers make my feet they'll feel better than they have in about 20 years. MyPillow proprietary foam, memory foam, patented impact gel, indoor-outdoor soles. You won't want to take them off, or Mike Lindell will give you your money back. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175 and save 40% using my promo code USA. The White House COVID-19 response team is holding a press briefing. White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Jeff Zients giving an update on how many Americans have received the vaccine. We have made remarkable progress on vaccinations in just seven months, with more than 200 million Americans now with at least their first shot and 171 million Americans fully vaccinated. House Republican leaders are continuing to criticize President Biden for abandoning Americans in Afghanistan. We've been asking President Biden how many Americans were abandoned behind enemy lines. They won't even give us that basic answer. Speaking on Capitol Hill, House Minority Whip Steve Scalise saying they're working to make sure every American who has been stranded behind enemy lines is returned home. The Louisiana Republicans saying the Taliban has now control of the country and access to American equipment because of Biden's failed policy. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alarouche. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. A new survey out discusses how the public views the American media. Trust in the American media has declined to an all-time low. 56% of Americans agree with the statement that journalists and reporters are purposely trying to mislead people by saying things they know are false or gross exaggerations. After the 2020 election, 57% of Democrats trusted the media, only 18% of Republicans. The Associated Press is being called out by Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis on Fox News for a recent story that Mr. DeSantis says could cost American lives with its false narrative. Now, what the AP did by trying to create a, a false narrative is some people may believe the narrative and then think that this is not a viable treatment for them so that if they're infected, uh, they will not go seek a monoclonal antibody and that will ultimately increase their risk of hospitalizations. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. He may be out of office, but former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is still under investigation. And how does New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio feel about the whole situation? Maybe it's a message to people in public life. If you get that much power, if you think the world's all about you, something bad's eventually going to happen to you because it's actually supposed to be about something bigger. And we're turning the page now in New York, thank God. That audio courtesy of MSNBC, Cuomo giving his final address before stepping down on Monday. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. 
This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. All right, as we put things together for the third hour, we see uh, that uh, most of the skies are clear right now. I'll tell you tomorrow, there's not going to be a chance of rain coming our way. And right now, 90 degrees at the Rock of Talk. All right, we had a, yet another accident. This will be the fourth one on I-40 eastbound, heading towards the mountain right there at about uh, uh, Louisiana. Now, they did get that over to the right shoulder and off the freeway a few minutes ago, but that's why it's lingered with that slow drive all the way back from the I-40. And Paseo del Norte westbound, no fun at all. Uh, westbound, it's going to be slow from I-25 to 2nd. And just beyond 2nd, you start pumping the brake all the way over to Coors Boulevard. All right, we're at Amazing Grace for our last report here. What's happening now? Rudy, we check in with our clients at least once a month just to find out how things are going between them and their caregiver. And we had one client that said, give my caregiver an A+. That's what we like to hear. Gotta love that. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. If you'd like to get a hold of them, go to home care, all one word, dot the place I like dot com. Eddie, a quick word uh, to your dad and mom. Happy anniversary, uh, Ed and Francis. And there is a happy anniversary song there by Little River Band, Eddie. What, what is the, that, what's the name of the song? It's called Happy Anniversary by Little River Band. Oh, there it is. That's a little obvious. Yep. So, we all right. Well, listen, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the rock. All right. Time. Thanks, Rudy. I appreciate that. Yep. And happy anniversary to one of my parents today. So 47 years. Anyway, so it doesn't really matter. 
not like I sit there and wait for the FDA to tell me whether or not something's approved so I can go ahead and start taking something and putting it in my body. I mean, think about that. That's just as, just as a baseline responsibility thing. Do you really want to stick everything that the FDA approves in your body? Do you need it? Do you want it? <laughs> That's sort of where we're at as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so he sends me and he says, uh, here's the news news release. Approval signifies key achievement for public health. It already feels like a sales job. And I'm like, I don't, that's just too much mind to pay attention to. It's like, if you feel like you need it and you want it and they, you know, you want to believe that news release and, and go for it, that's fine. Nothing I ne- necessarily need to argue with. This is what I was asking her. Is like, why do you know this information or why are you interested in this information? Does it change your mind suddenly about vaccines? Because that's what they're hoping. They're hoping that because it's FDA approved, because the government tells you to do it, that you should automatically do it. You know what's really interesting is that we're about to get to this firefighter who's uh, who's on hold, Daniel. He is going through hell right now, been working for 15 years, and suddenly because he doesn't even have the option to choose whether or not he wants to put something in his body, he may not be able to have employment. That's a problem. That's a problem. You know, when I say... Uh, I have zero desire. Let me write, let me read this out. I was just reading this as I was saying this. I have zero desire to clean house or make massive sweeping changes. You know who does? Democrats do. They want to penalize you just by for standing there, not doing what you're told. Like, we're going to get rid of you. We're going to fire you. We're going to make sure you don't have an employment. Uh, we're going to go ahead and curse you. We're going to make you feel like you're the villain. We're going to call this the pandemic of the unvaccinated. What? I didn't start COVID. I'm not the one who sat here and decided to go ahead and and start COVID for everybody. But these people almost feel like you started COVID. Like you figured out a way that you wanted to go ahead and exact revenge on your worst enemies because you don't like Democrats, right? Like nobody thinks that way. Exactly zero people out there think that way. But that's what they think. And now they want to penalize Daniel. Is that about right, Daniel? Uh, You're going to get villainized, and uh, you must have invented COVID, and you're not going to have a job if you don't take that vaccination. You must not care about other people's health. That's kind of the way it it, it sounds in a nutshell. Um, You know, what's mind-blowing is we can go from a hero to basically a zero overnight. And it's not that... uh, we're not already taking care of people, but now you're not taking care of people because you're not receiving the vaccine. So you've been taking care of people this entire time. You've been going to COVID calls. You've been going to emergency calls. You know, we hear on the scanners, whenever we're listening to the scanners, um, we always hear the uh, operator say, uh, take uh, COVID precautions uh, before going in. They always always say that, right? You have a prefix yeah. and a suffix, and they don't say. Yeah, and, you know, now, and, now, they're, and now they're, it's almost like they're even shaming the people when they say that they're unvaccinated. So now when we get over dispatch, it's the patient is unvaccinated. What difference does it make? Well, I really? mean, we what, can have the imagine. We still have to treat them. It doesn't matter if they're vaccinated or they're not vaccinated. We already know. You're going to treat them. And as a matter of fact, the latest outbreaks um, were within the department. Um, and frankly, I don't care if this gets out in the media. I don't care. I, I'm Good worried day. about Daniel, my job. And if Daniel, I'm that, get, that's if where I'm you need to be. That's exactly where you need to be. Let it go. And, go if, I'm gonna get, and, and if I'm going to get fired or disciplined because I'm speaking out, so be it. I don't care. I'm making a stand. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Now, this, um, 
outbreak that we, we've had with the last people within our department, we're all vaccinated. So it doesn't matter. And now what's on the table for the union is now, okay, if you don't want to get vaccinated, we're going to penalize you and discriminate against you by, they're still in talks right now. This hasn't come out, but, but from what I'm hearing is that you're going to have to get weekly testing. So you're telling me I have to get weekly testing for the rest of my career for how long, right? So I, do I do it on my own time? Do I, do I pay for the testing? Uh, how does it go? This is, this is, a this is what you would call um, not reasonable, you know, and it doesn't matter. You're discriminating against me. And we know for a fact, and, and the media is skewing as if you get this vaccine, you can't be a carrier. You can't spread it to other people. We right. both know that's yeah, wrong. That's false. So, so now I have to do this to keep my job. I don't even, I, I don't know. This is just in talks, but in any case, you know, <laughs> This is going so rapid. It's almost like I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. And not only am I going through this, my wife is a, has been a UNM nurse for t- damn near 20 years. Excuse my language. 20 years. And now they're telling her you need to get vaccinated or you're going to lose your job. This is dead wrong. And I also want to say, for those of the, you that are listening out there, I want to give a, a shout out. Nurses are organizing um a rally tomorrow. and a protest, yep. if you don't know, tomorrow and Thursday at 11 a.m. at 1 Civic downtown. And they're also doing it if, if other people are listening, listening outside of the metro area, Albuquerque, mm-hmm. Bernalillo County, mm-hmm. uh, Rio Ranch, and so on and so forth. I think they're having one in Las Cruces and uh, somewhere else. Forgive me. I, I don't know. but uh, Everywhere. You know, I hope stuff, everywhere. Every single yeah, place stuff, we can do that. We could do it. I'll be down there tomorrow at Civic Plaza uh, tomorrow where we're having uh, the yeah, rally. I'll be, down there. I'll be down there, too. I'll yeah. be wearing a, a Bernalillo County Fire Department shirt. You come and find me, and I'll let you know. Hopefully, I can get on the media and let them know what's really going on. And, and, and also, when we put this on point, you get COVID now, you're, you're out and about. We weren't behind a desk. We were out here frontline working our butts off for the communities that we love and that we serve. And you know how we're rewarded? If you get COVID positive, if you're tested positive for COVID, you have to take your own sick leave. And right now they want us to quarantine for 10 days, uh, two weeks, three weeks, that depending that on signs and symptoms. Yeah. You can use up all your time. Yeah. And me personally, as a father, you know, I had to take time off because my daughter wasn't allowed to go to school because a, a kid tested uh, positive for COVID. And now... Um, as a result, my kid isn't even sick, but now I don't have anybody to take care of my daughter. So I have to use sick leave for that. How many people do we have in your uh, fire department uh, that are unvaccinated, won't get the vaccine? Uh, have you started well, like, calling through numbers? Let me, let me tell you this, Eddie. It's been pressured and pressured and pressured by our administration. They do whatever they want. The line was kind of drawn in the sand with, with a lot of the guys, and it was probably about 60-40 for the longest time. And they kept doubling down, doubling down, and doubling down. And now they finally got it to, it was almost like a, a, um, a 65-35, and now it's at about a 70-30. And, I, and now since um, some of these threats are coming around, uh, um, it, now it's a little above 70%. But that's just within Bernalillo County. Now we're union uh, uh, brothers and sisters along with uh, Albuquerque Fire Rescue, um, AFR, AFD, however you want to 
designate them. But, um, you know, I'm hoping we get, we get some guys together. We're not even talking international yet, but I'm hoping we can band together and, and say enough is enough because it's not just going to stop here. They're going to want you to take boosters. They're going to want you to take, whether it's Alpha, uh, Bravo, Zebra, all the way through the alphabet. Once they start coming up with all these variants, they're going to want you to take more shots and more shots and more shots. When it when is enough going to be enough? You You're know, hearing and directly to, from a I, firefighter, folks. You guys are listening to firefighters. And if I have to lose my job because of something that I believe in, then so be it. Though that this is where I draw the line. We're shorthanded you as cannot, it is. Uh, fire department, police department. Absolutely. I mean, there's absolutely. not enough of you guys. And, and our brothers and sisters are getting force hired every tour. Every tour, force hired. So being even more exposed to this pandemic and then being out there, having to run more calls, having to serve the community, you're exposed to this more. So you, your likelihood of, of contracting COVID and then not being able to work and have to use your own sick leave goes up exponentially. It's ludicrous, man. This is the way they're treating us. It's wrong. So, so Daniel, the it, question was going to come from the other side. I mean, if you're getting exposed from this, you have to go out there. And uh, why why you don't get a shot? And I'm going to stop you with it before you answer. And I'm going to ask you. I don't need it exactly. But let me before if, you answer. We're talking. Before, we're know, talking be, ninety. We're talking. I don't mean to cut you off. You know, I'm very passionate about this stuff. Sure. It's your talk show. But man, this is let's wake up, people. This is ninety nine point seven percent survival rate. Right. Okay, but, this is not going to go away. This isn't the polio. This isn't the smallpox. This isn't the measles. This is very similar to the flu or the cold. This is going to stick around forever. We are not going to eradicate it. And every time someone tests positive for COVID, we can't shut down everything. We can't force people to get shots over and over and over again. So, Wait Daniel, let me, let me ask you. I, I totally agree with you. And I, I didn't want you to answer the question because I wanted to answer the other questions, which I thought are way more important. How many times have you been tested for COVID? Uh, probably three Four? And, I, and I test, don't know. You've tested negative every single time. How many times has your wife been tested for COVID? Uh, probably the same thing. She's she got COVID in November. She she still has a problem with her 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 smell and her taste. Um, but other than that, I mean, it, it's coming back. It's it it's a weird virus. I mean, it's it it you know. And during that time, I had to quarantine. I wasn't I, I wasn't allowed to go back to work. Um. But I, I was in the household with my wife, and I'm pretty sure I got it. But yeah. the fact of the I'm matter al- is, I'm like, almost positive what? that you got it, and she has yeah, natural so immunity I, now. Exactly. So what am I going to do? Go down to to people are wanting to get tested. I'm just going to be another uh, person in line that says, "Yep, you got COVID." What's that going to do for me? Exactly. Go <laughs> home and drink fluid. Go home, get some rest, and drink some fluid. Right. Like if I'm dying, I'm going to call my brothers and sisters to come pick me up. So in a flu season, not. so in a flu season, <laughs> Daniel, anytime that there's a flu season, I understand your passion and, and I think it's well placed and I love it. Um, but during a flu season, let's say you already get the flu. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if after you get the flu, and Daniel's where I'm going, do you go get and do you go and get a flu shot after you get the flu? Has that ever happened? Have you ever done that? No. Yeah, nobody has. I, the fact is, I'm not, not, I'm not, I'm not, not any rational that. person has ever <laughs> no. done that. No rational person no. would ever do that. So why do we That's get a COVID what... shot after you've already had COVID? Why would someone go get the flu shot after they already had the flu? It doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah, they don't even want to. They they won't even use that as my wife's exemption. Well, I, I it, it doesn't matter. They've been telling this for how many for decades for I I don't know a hundred years. Yeah, that that's real science, right? You get exposed, a real vaccine introduces the virus to you. You get the virus, your immune system builds up, and you can fight it, right? Well, apparently, because of this as being COVID and it's something new and spectacular, I have no idea that it, it's a it's a, it's a lunatic, man. It's yeah. crazy. Daniel, live in the twilight zone. Daniel, I think but, you got um, two. You got two options here. That you could do if you got a COVID call that comes in, say I'm not going to go on it. Yeah. Challenge your That's actually a good point, cha- challenge yeah. your management and say, I'm not going on it. You're not going to put my life at risk. Too bad. No. See no. what they say I, to I, that. I see what they told, see what I they say told to that. One of the chiefs, I already told one of the chiefs, I said, you know what? If you're mandating and you're and you guys are forcing this on us and they say, Well, it's not us, it's uh you know, it's our county manager. So for those of you that feel as passionate about this is me. Call the county manager. Call your county commission. Tell them what they're doing to us is wrong. No, just just Stand refuse to go on. Daniel, you have to refuse to go on that call. You have to put your That's foot down. Point, I'm not going to no, go we, on this not, call. We're not. We're 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 not allowed to do that. Yes, you and are. I care too much. I I care too much you, a, a, about my community and the people well, that I serve well, to do that. I but can't. Just, yeah. just but just for the argument's sake, that the, the argument that you're making, I understand where you're going with that. And I think that would be the averse of what they're doing because they're actually, and, and the point that Dan's about to make, and this is an important one, if they're willing to fire you, it means that they don't care about their community. They don't care enough about what they, that, that the, the city of Albuquerque and the Bernalillo County needs to say, you know what? It doesn't matter. All we care about is whether or not you're vaxxed or not. And you're doing what we say. We don't actually care about the service that we're providing uh, to the Bernalillo County. Or the they, firefighters. Yeah, they don't care. Or the firefighters. They have no regard The for other it. recourse you have, Daniel, is to go to your leadership in the union and say, they won't. stop this. The union's now citing uh, even national. I mean, Diego Aracon is a big political operative, and okay. I think Daniel uh, knows them. You know Diego, Daniel? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so you know these guys, and you know they're big, mm-hmm. big political operatives. They work with the union. They all put out their union signs and help all the political candidates. But ultimately, they take their orders um, from Michelle Lujan. The same argument, though, Daniel, could be used against this leadership because you say, guess what? You don't care about our lively, our lives. You are forcing us to go out on COVID calls, and you don't care. Yeah, but I understand. Yeah. I understand well, Daniel. Let, let, we'll, we'll say, I will say this, that I haven't seen morale as low as it's been ever in my whole career. I'm sorry to hear. You know, yeah, for, for, for many reasons. You know, and I'm not going to say it's just leadership's fault, but, uh, you know, it, it's always supposed to start with leadership, right? Stand yeah. up for us. Is the Albuquerque Fire Department you know, their, the same their way? Response, their response to us is, well, we have a boss, too. When do you make a stand and say, these are my people? No, we're not. Yeah. That's, that's right. what I would do. Yeah. I'm a man of conviction. Uh, d- Daniel, is the, is the Albuquerque Fire Department in the same position as Bernalillo County Fire Department? Not not yet. I've been in contact with a few brothers over there, uh-huh. and they say no. They actually contacted me today to find out if it was true that it was mandated. And for those, and I think the prior there was a prior caller that disagreed with um, the, I guess, the mandating because the FDA um, did approve a vaccine. Um, to my belief, yes, they did. Uh, approved the Pfizer vaccine. And right when that was approved, that's when the mandate came out. You're talking a matter of hours. Oh, that you didn't have so any they were just so they, so they were just waiting. Once the FDA could approve at least one, then they mandated it. Well, we could use your help, 
Daniel, uh, put your voice of opposition out there. You're putting your voice out there. I'm sure. I'm sure someone out there recognizes you, your voice, and uh, you know the way that this Daniel. small. T- you know the way this small town works. But I'll stand yeah, behind fine. you all the way. Uh, go uh, sign up over at fightfor505.com. You got to fight for the firefighters. You got to fight for the 505. Fightfor505.com. Uh, jump in. I'll see you tomorrow at the rally. How'd that be? Hey, sounds good. I'll go and introduce myself, Eddie. All right, Daniel. Time. I'll see you there. All right, good stuff. Uh, 550-5500. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead very quickly. Yeah, this is uh, Aaron. And I just want to call and speak on behalf of uh, Daniel Kurd and stand up to the boy pulpit on the radio that he would never you're, you're coming, respond to you're, a call. You're coming in a little bit um, hazy. I can't hear you. Can you get to a better connection or so we can hear you better, Aaron? Yeah, I just want to call and stand in stand support, words uh, of encouragement for Daniel. Okay. Um, by him taking by him taking the position and, and the courage to sit there and say on the radio that he would never not respond to a call. He's there to respond not only to the citizens, but to the brothers and sisters that stand with him on every single emergency. Yeah. And I, I give him all the credit for taking the courage to do so. So thank you, Daniel. That's and thank beautiful. you for every other firefighter, brother and sister that stand up for each other daily. <laughs> Oh, that's thanks, Aaron, for calling in. That's wonderful. You guys are amazing. You know, I mean, that is a brotherhood. I mean, just coming out and and saying that they're standing behind. I understand the point that uh, Daniel Dan's making uh, as well on that because they really are sort of hanging them out to dry. Say, hey, we don't care about you. We're gonna, we're willing to fire you. We're willing to get rid of you altogether. It makes no sense whatsoever. This gets back to why are you running for mayor, Eddie? Because nobody because else of will. This crap. Because nobody else will. Yeah. Nobody will stand up. And and I understand where Daniel's coming from. But sometimes you have to put your foot down and create yeah, a crisis. You do. yep. If you don't create the crisis, no yep. change happens. Uh, repercussions. We started out the show right there. There's With no repercussions for homelessness. Yeah, yeah, and if you if you put these homeless, these addicts in crisis, you have an opportunity for change. If you do not put them in crisis, there is no opportunity for change, and it'll just get worse. Yeah. And that's that's the bottom line. And I know it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy, but at the end of the day, if you don't do it, this is what you get. So uh, tomorrow, if you want to join me, I'll be out there with uh, hopefully thousands of others, hundreds of others. Whoever wants to turn out for that, I would certainly be excited to see you out there. Come and say hi. Um, I don't wear a mask, and uh, I will shake your hand. I shook, uh, I don't know, probably about 100 people's hands over at Backstreet Grill. Interesting uh, text that's coming in. Uh, Google is showing that the Backstreet Grill is permanently closed. Ladies and gentlemen, Backstreet Grill is not closed, okay? So I want to let you know. Go support Chris. Uh, I'm sure they'll be open tomorrow and uh, do whatever you can to uh, speak up and stand up for New Mexico small businesses. Uh, they were underfairly treated. Chris is a good guy. Him and his wife run that restaurant, and it is a destination place, certainly in, El- in Old Town. I went through the city already. Uh, can I go through crime real quick, uh, Dan Butterfield? And I'll try COVID-19 uh, commerce uh, and corruption on you. I did actually corruption uh, to start. Uh, do you want to you hear a little bit about that? I don't know. You, uh, I don't know. You, you let me know. You let no, me know well, if I want to know it. I think you do want it. Be, be passionate about it. Oh, I am. Don't passionate. ask me. <laughs> oh, this, wow. Look at you. This, this is what Are you, you want to hear. Me? You know, I, I, I this did, is what you want to hear. I did 50 minutes of a news conference and I was wondering, it's like, I wonder if they're okay with me talking that much. Could you imagine having a mayor that talks that much? I think, I, I think I, we can finally uh, understand that. One of the things that we've seen with Tim Keller, he gets up for three, four minutes and he just runs off, off stage. Mayor Barry, I mean, he hardly ever talked. He came in uh, once in a blue moon for the most part. I mean, you didn't hear about uh, what he was doing. He didn't show up to, to those charrettes. I, I don't need to see any politician as long as they're doing the job. 
that I want them to do. Okay. That's, I mean, bottom well, line, politicians don't do jobs. People who want the position do the job. Right. And I'm just a guy. I'm not a politician. You know that. I, all I need to know is that you're doing the, doing the work. Doing the work. Doing the work of the people. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Yes. Hi. I'm hey. Mary Ann. Mary Ann. What's up? Yes. Mr. Mayor. Well, not, I, not I want yet. you to own Thank that. You. Own it. Own it. Just own yes. It. Okay. I'll own it. That's all. And it will happen. And uh, I just wanted to tell you this evening, I, I, I had a... a Serious blow to my to my little self here. Um, what happened? The, my church sent my church music director. I, I'm a soloist, like once a once a week or once a month, excuse me, at this church. And they said I can no longer sing at their church on the platform if I'm not vaccinated. What church is that? So, what church is that that you won't be going to anymore? Unity. Wow. Uh, Ironically named. uh, Unity Church. Avoid (laughs) avoid that church at all costs. Who's your your pastor over there? He certainly doesn't have a... He's new. Well, what is he? It's a board. It's a board. It's a board? The board, really. It's the board. Well, you know, you can go to... um, You can go to uh, Skip Heitzig's church at Calvary. You can go to Steve Smotherman's church. I think there was another, uh, and he's legacy, of course. I think uh, mm-hmm. you, you can, uh, they were in the paper. They were standing up against uh, KRQ, I mean, uh, against the governor. It was reported on KRQE. I think there was something mm-hmm. called Citizens Church. I know that that was okay. out there. Um, oh. If they don't want I you, I, I know they want you to go sing in the choir over there and, and give your money and support the, their ministries and what they're doing. And, you know, go with people who, who you want to be around. So go go see Steve exactly. Smotherman or, or Skip Heitzig. You don't need to be there anymore. You're done with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I even, I even lost a caregiving job for the same reason. There you go. You they go find wanna, There's plenty of other. Me because I'm not vaccinated, not two other people called. Go call Amazing Grace. I used to work with, they came back in. So there you go. Great. I got another. Uh, yeah, God's opening up the door. There it is. I, God, I, there you I go. I got one thing and two more open up. Oh, well, you didn't so, see. This is a great call. You know, you got solutions. Yes. Bingo. Yes. All right. We're all good. Marianne, we're good. I'm proud of you. I'm so happy. I've been listening to you for years. I love you dearly. And I I just appreciate you keeping your feet out there in the near the fire. <laughs> the fire now is on though. And uh <laughs> it's gonna burn you, me. You're you're just yeah, but no, you dance on it. Yeah, I do. I, I like to da- I love to I dance, Marianne. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm I gonna, know. I'll do whatever kind of dances you guys want. Just as long as we have a Perfect. better city for my my two kids and you and yes. and Dan Happiness. and Dan and a couple yes. of, you know anybody else out there that wants a good city. I would like to have a good city. How about that? Right. All right, there we go. Oh, and I did sign up for fight for for uh, five hundred five. There you go, fight so, for the five hundred five. Yes. There we go. People are. Yes. I'm, you're literally getting uh, uh, for people to get informed. Welcome at Legacy. Uh-huh. We want her at Legacy. People are are vying for you right now. Uh, Battle drums okay. at Calvary is looking for musicians. <laughs> No masks, no vaccine okay. required, just love for the brethren. See, look at that. you got awesome. two jobs right there. Uh, these people are all uh, – just go over there. Just say, hey, you know what? We uh, sure. Eddie was uh, saying to go see Skip or Steve or, you know, Citizens Church yeah. or wh- whatever you want to do. You just just go live go, – go love God. Live your life, right? Thank you. All right. Thank you. Anyway. I love you. Bye. Love you, too. She was, she was much – that didn't start out too well. In this environment right now – Then it got better. In this environment right now – 
if they want to make you have a, a vaccine to go to work, there's so many other jobs that are available. There you, you go. Leverage your power. Leverage your power. Say no. No. And see what they what the employer says. After a while, the employer is going to go like, wait a second here. I got a revolution here. They're saying no to me. All right. Now, then, I, now we got we got a problem here. So I'm the drummer vocalist with Unity of Northwest Albuquerque. We sing and play on stage without masking. Unity is a good place. It's the board at Unity on the east side that sucks. <laughs> 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 so let them work it out. Then maybe Marianne can, you know, she can get a higher, you know, maybe she gets an extra Danish on the Sunday, you know, uh, with a, an extra help of coffee for her services. I don't know. What do they do with the choir? How do they pay these people? I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, you want to hear about crime? Dan, you want to hear about crime? Let me tell you my plan. You ready to go? Let me hear your plan. All right, let me guess. I will reduce every category of crime going forward. Assault, murders, car th- How easy is that? Come on. You just have to care. You just got to be interested. I'm going to go around in my uh, little uh, fancy Mercedes-Benz van with the computers on the inside. It's going to have two captain's chairs on the inside. I'm going to go with uh, me and my team. We're going to be out on the streets. It's going to see... Uh, fight for 505 and the mayor of Albuquerque. And we're going to put, we'll put the number one ABQ at the front, but, but the one is, it isn't about us being one. It's about putting Albuquerque first. And we're going to be visiting. We're just going to be making random stops and uh, uh, stops and scheduling and uh, go check on, see how these people are doing and, and say, Hey, we're going to be in your neighborhood. Uh, the mayor would like to meet with you. City, I'll take a different city councilor in their district, you know, go visit them, say, what's up. How's it going? I know, Life has sucked the last year and a half, but we're going to improve it. What can we do? Uh, here's what's coming up in the city council. What would you like to see introduced? How can we change this a little bit? Um, you know, whatever we can do to support and, and really evaluate the, you know, what's happening out, out there on the streets. Our city is not so big that we cannot do that year round. And then, you know, come and obviously have a nice forum every day in the afternoon here at four o'clock, uh, not to mention attending. Like you, you have to attend the city council meetings too. When's the last time a mayor? has attended the city council meeting. I, I was trying to figure that out. Like, why wouldn't, those would be days I would put the Liberty ladies on. Like, oh, there's city council meeting. I go, got to go sit there. Right. And I literally, I'm going to take my kids. Right. I'm going to sit my kids in that room and I'm going to say, you guys do a report or hang out with dad and we're going to sit here and I'm going to ask Sam and Bastion what they think is a good, and they're going to give me their honest opinion. So if I can't, I'm going to take my kids to, to go hang out, you know? Well, well We'll pack a lunch, pack a dinner, and we'll be set to go. I think the number one thing with crime is be honest about how much crime there is in this city. Yeah. You know, the numbers are, are being obscured because, well, if we don't process the crime, it's not a crime. If if the citizen doesn't report the crime, the theft, because we haven't been responsive at prosecuting yeah. the theft, well, guess what? It doesn't count as a crime. And I think Keller has been in dodging that kind of uh, statistical, you know, shenanigans for his entire tenure. I mean, you're looking at the uh, murder rate. Yeah. Well, we didn't classify it as a homicide, so it's it's not officially a homicide. You know, you know, just using obfuscation to change the numbers doesn't change the numbers. Do you think people are going to get mad if I start taking my kids with me to the city council meetings? No. I'm going to say, Sam, go get me those papers. Yeah. Uh, See what, uh, you know, uh, Councillor Jones or Councillor Bassan or, you know, see what they need or. You know, ask them if they need some water, some coffee, you know. Uh, why don't you introduce the next topic? You know, why don't you man the uh, board? You know, whatever. No, I don't think that's I think that'll, be, that'll be a good thing. Yeah. And plus, my kids are going to get to learn civics. Education, yeah. yeah my, my son, uh, the older ones, 
better at that than the the younger the younger one. He wants to he rules with an iron fist. He has <laughs> times and things that need to happen. Like yeah, I'm gonna the kids are going with me. I'm gonna throw them in the bus with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go pick up my kids from school. Head over here to the station. You know, and then I'll do the show, and then the kids can play some video games. And on the day we have city council, I'll head on over there and do the do the meeting. <clears throat> Force longer detainment of criminals. Jails are empty. No bail bondsmen, of course. Stop making officers do their job over the same criminals every 48 hours. Um, by the way, it'll all be detailed in all this. I don't mind detailing it because in the event that, uh, well, God forbid I don't win, uh, I will tell you that we will do whatever we can to help he who... One of the other two guys that wins. I will I'll do whatever I can. No gun buybacks ever. Not ever. Not one one other time while I'm in, in the mayor's office. No. Criminals have the guns, and we need to make sure our citizens have the guns, too. And I don't like the message that it sends out. Just like pot, you know? Like, I don't want pot being sold everywhere. Look at the message that it sends. Like, it, it's okay. I mean, you're pulling up to stoplights, and you're seeing people at, at literally smoking marijuana, you know, right at the at the stoplight it bothers me uh force longer detainment of drivers with thc in their system schedule one drug stage officer pay <clears throat> this is big i gotta work with uh ask uh, sean a little bit more about this sean will be remove overtime oh eddie you can't do that he's gonna tell me and i'll guarantee if i know enough about a problem i'm gonna figure it out pretty quick and we'll figure out a way to do it uh yank the 20 million it's not going to create a crisis and we're going to stage uh, overtime pay and give those uh, senior officers, guys who have been there for a long time, good, stable lives, obviously secure uh, retirements and things like that. But they don't need to be shipping in for overtime pay all the time. We've got some other solutions. I have talked uh, as well as a private deputized uh, police force. They would also be under the edict, uh, very likely, of the DOG. But that'd be okay because we'd have other police force. What's the fastest growing company, by the way, in the city of Albuquerque? IPS. IPS. My gosh, I mean, the, the giant force that they have there. I mean, it's like, Aaron, let's get going. Let's hire guys. No, we're not going to move BCSO with APD. That's just not going to happen. So I don't know what idiocy that is. Uh, no settlement policy with attorneys and have city of Albuquerque protect its officers, period. Lawyer up. Get a team of attorneys representing the city of Albuquerque uh, to represent these uh, officers. It's not like this is, you know, automatic settlement that we're just going to start cranking out a million, two million uh, for any, anything that our officers do that someone might have a problem with. No, I'm sorry. You got to fight every single one. You make it harder and harder for those attorneys to do it. Block qualified immunity against our police officers. It's going to be next to impossible to do, but hey, we've made the impossible possible, certainly with this campaign. We need to support our police, period, the end. Okay? These guys can't be paying for everything on their own. That's not what they got involved in this job to do. They got involved to put their lives on the line, protect this community, and, uh, you know, take one for the community. Uh, take one for the team. Uh, increase the average salary of APD officers to number one in New Mexico. These guys are overworked. Unhappy police officers going out there with imbalanced lives and not being able to see their kids, their families, and then worrying about whether or not they're going to come home. We had four officers. What's the first thing that went through your mind, Dan, when you heard about this? About what? Four police officers shot. Oh, Last it's... week on Juan Tabot. What do you mean? About oh, yeah, what? that 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 incident. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, that shouldn't be something that we accept in society. No. And four of them. Unfortunately, we have gotten to the point where we do accept that. Well, it should still be front page news today. Right. We just visited with uh, Detective Sean Willoughby yesterday about the current condition of those officers. That's ridiculous. I mean, we should love every single one of our police officers. 
somehow we criminalized and demonized them worse than anything. We I, do that across the country as well. Like I'm not going to stop. Look at the look at the flag behind me. See the thin blue yeah. line. You see it like. I think ridiculous it, how they get it, treated. This is one of those areas where management is very important, and I think that a lot of this stuff has been mismanagement by the upper echelon. As far there's as, too much politics. I mean, this yeah. whole thing between Geyer and Medina and the drama, and you know Tim Keller going to meet Geyer at a bench, and here we're going to relieve you of your duties. I mean, I sat here and listened to Geyer, uh, Chief Geyer, for like three days, and I'm like, oh, how did you guys get to that point? How, what kind of politics were being played? Right. I, you know? I, I think that that's where an area where you an outsider can come in and say, let's let's. I don't do think the he had any stuff. control. Yeah. He didn't have any control the entire time. I'd be like. Uh, you know what? What do you think is the right thing to do here? Here's my vision. Let's right. see if we can merge these things. Right. Let's set a goal and let's be ambitious about it. Let's let's commit to what we can do, and then tell everybody what we're going to try to attempt to do, and see if we can pull it off. If well, we can pull it off, uh, you know, we come out heroes. If we just barely shoot below, we say, okay, we 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 missed our marks on this, but here's what we did achieve, and here's how we're going to go ahead and surpass the mark next time around as i said earlier i think uh geller uh keller has tried to hide from the statistics oh yeah instead of fixing the problem and therefore you look at officers don't want to arrest the same guy over and over guy and see no prosecution and so i think that that has been the attitude of the city government in in albuquerque is we're not going to prosecute and that's not serving the people yep and so you have to serve the people and if that means you prosecute the criminals, then that's what you do. And you have a little higher cost in housing them. But you know what? That's a, that, that protects the citizens from having to take on that burden, financial burden, from having stuff ripped off on And it requires a lot on behalf of um, working with a lot of state politicians. Right. I mean, I have to work with a lot of state politicians to make a lot of this stuff come. Sure. You know, and that's not something we see oftentimes in Mayor Keller. He's not meeting with state politicians. And, and you've got to do that. You've got to go and make your case. Uh, tirelessly to these people. Increase the average salary of APD officers, number one. Give them take-home cars, other benefits to keep their neighborhoods safer. That's always worked. Make every effort to work around the non-cooperation of ICE detainers. This, people may have seen this as controversial. I'm surprised, surprised I didn't get grilled on this earlier. Uh, work with federal agencies behind the scenes. I, I literally wrote it down, behind the scenes, uh, to feed them information to help them crack down on crime and cartel infestation. Because not everything, you're not a need-to-know basis. Right. Why does, the, why does the public need to know every single thing when it comes to what every police officer is doing? You can listen to the scanners. Operations, yeah. You can, I, I mean, operations like you're that. on a need-to-know basis. You know who else knows? If you know, very likely the criminals. Right. Puts our officers in danger. Prove the morale of our APDs, job one. We will not cooperate with red flag gun law. I'm not going to send a police officer ever. Hey, go retrieve that gun from uh, down the street from that guy who whose wife calls 911, you know, about once a month. Like, no, that's not happening. Sorry. <laughs> There's other ways to handle that, and that is not one of those, which means APD will not investigate calls for, uh, like, uh, gun-hating tattletales or angry, angry family members. That's generally, by and large, who is going to be doing that. And accelerate uh, compliance with the Department of Justice and actively manage moving them out of our police department as quickly as possible. The only way you can, uh, right, <clears throat> patient visitors, uh, think after three years, I mean, three days, and then in the case of the DOJ, it's three years, but it is something that uh, we can't get out of. So don't try. Don't try to squirm, wiggle, or whine and complain. That certainly isn't going to do it. Uh, Dan, there it is. I appreciate uh, you joining in. Uh, at each side of your van should read, your city manager at work. I like that, 550, 5, 500, all communication subject to broadcast. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. No, no, right. no, no secret meetings. Uh, Jesse James checking in. Uh, what's up? Healthcare workers around the state will be doing a call out. This means they'll be calling in compliance with their organization's regulations to demonstrate solidarity against the vaccine mandates for healthcare workers. This is not a strike. Workers will be available to serve their communities on Friday. However, this is a demonstration of what will potentially happen to the healthcare system if the rulemakers do not rescind the vaccine mandate. This is beautiful. Good work, Jesse. Um, the last thing healthcare workers want is to be forced to leave their patients with inadequate staffing coverage. You know, sort of like the brothers and sisters in healthcare. They're sure. sort of the same way. They're the same as the police department and the fire department. Would you say that that's pretty yeah, close? I think that they all uh, have a fellowship, you know, yeah. kind of common cause. Yeah, I mean, they, they want to be involved. They want to be in there. This is not about the vaccines. It's about the bodily autonomy and the fundamental right to choose one's own medical treatments. How can you help? Please join healthcare professionals in saying no to forced vaccination. Uh, by the way, note's good to go off to the steakhouse for D-Dowd Muska. He's going to go get a steak. Uh, that's pretty cool. Share the widely and let the healthcare workers in your life know that they too can choose call out Wednesday and Thursday. Attend the nearest protest. Wear the color red in solidarity with healthcare workers who are the lifeblood of our community. Sure, I'll do that. Albuquerque Civic Plaza, please bring money for parking. Las Cruces Park. Okay, so tomorrow, 11 o'clock, uh, Civic Plaza, please bring money for parking. So it'll probably be packed over there uh, just by virtue of the fact that we're talking about it here. And then the Patriots are out there pushing this stuff out. Good job on, on you guys. Las Cruces, uh, anybody of your friends in Las Cruces, it's going to be tomorrow at 11 at the park on the corner of Maine and Picacho. Picacho. Uh, Artesia, Martin Luther King Park, 902 North 13th Street. Great city, Artesia. Home of the Bulldogs. All are welcome to join the protest. Vaccine mandates are affecting our teachers, law enforcement, essential workers, students, first responders. The list goes on and on. Join us Wednesday, August 25th, 11 a.m. Say no to the vaccine mandates. Let him know. Uh, I just read that. You know what I'm curious about, Eddie? Yes, sir. Is the first time an employee says no and is fired, what the lawsuit's going to be like. And I think it's going to be a massive lawsuit. Yeah, it should because be. No employer can mandate or dictate that you have to have a medical procedure. See, but everyone is saying that somebody else told them to do it. So the healthcare system is going to say that the governor told us to do. The governor is saying, well, this is what the CDC told them to do. CDC is going to say, well, this is the, what the latest from our science experts. Science experts are going to say, well, here's all the data. And then, you know, it never it reaches a, an end. It, it and will. nobody wants to feel full. No, I'm telling you how they explain it yeah. away. But I, I agree with you. I think what will happen is in a lawsuit, the 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 buck will stop somewhere and you're going to see some massive settlements because at the end of the day, nobody wants to be the guy who gets sued for making a boneheaded, you know, policy decision. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm Mayor Eddie. Great agenda. Our officers need support. Thank you. That's very nice. Thanks for texting in. See you tomorrow at 11. Two words for what is not to do at this point. Universal noncompliance. War is a terrible thing, but if you're going to get into it, you've got to get into it all the way. General Eisenhower. I agree with that. That's uh, that's right up my alley. Well, this is long. Hi, Eddie. If you don't have time to read this today, I hope you'll read it or convey the spirit tomorrow. I'm going to read it right now. No matter what happens to you in the lecture, you're doing great work. I remember when you ran from here before, as well as other officers, uh, you have rent or recently. Okay, I'm not sure. Okay. Each time our cause has progressed a little bit more and a little bit more, and now the word is really getting out. No matter how this election turns out, your name is not just the name of a man running for office. It is the name of a figurehead of the movement. More and more people are getting more and more tired of even those who disagree with us politically, and they're reaching their breaking point. It will not be long before he and even the, some of the Democrats are willing to put their lives ahead of their politics. It will not be long before the wrongs are righted and good prevails. 
I've been a listener for many years and I'll be out there supporting you and spreading the word myself as always. Keep up the great work, especially in the debates. It is going to turn out to more and more people onto the radio show and the radio show will open more and more eyes. The day will come. Um, that This is a great text. I really appreciate it. The day will come when the people of the city and the state finally make a change. We got to keep pushing, right? That's the that's the big thing uh, for all of us. Check in the Australian truck drivers are doing. Uh, I wish I had Dowd. Dowd, look at the Australian truck drivers tomorrow if you're still listening. 272 people on the cop. This is uh, Keller is getting booed. We'll be doing that tomorrow. Check out this. Boom. Vaccinated healthcare workers threat unvaccinated patients and their coworkers. I'll look at that. The tests are what they are. They want from people all the time. Children, everyone. Think about when your child gets a positive test before they leave school. You won't be able to pick them up. Game over. Eddie, I'm promoting you through the next door app. There are quite a few of us. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. New and urgent healthcare. Oh, more of this. I got to release this. We're going to be doing this. I think people are going to turn out tomorrow in mass. And in mass, it's going to be absolutely. See, Eddie, that maybe not be the best anniversary song. We got more stuff uh, coming in. I'll call it very quickly. Four, 649 in the Kiva. Go ahead. Uh, is that me? That's yeah, me. Go ahead. Hi, Andy, uh, Alan, Alan from Albuquerque. You're doing a great job with the debates. You're, they're scared of you. But real quick, with all of this going on, are you familiar with uh, Anna Garner? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I had her on the show uh, several mm-hmm. times. I've had her on four times. We feature the people at uh, Sandia National Labs in Lanel. You know, I've talked with her at length. Yeah. I text her often, yeah. and she'll be, I think that she'll be at the event tomorrow in Picacho Park. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Just want to make sure you guys are hooked up because, you, you know, I, I uh, you know, but I appreciate that. Thank All you. right, Alan. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Sounds like a yeah, first time caller. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, and Joe, what's going on, Joe? I'll say more thing anyways, but just two quick things, right? Is You know, we, we leave 600,000 guns in, in Afghanistan. We're trying to take the guns away, away here, and we've got people coming across the border that aren't vaccinated, and our Americans are losing their jobs, and we're going to leave Americans in Afghanistan, right? It's kind of like, what is going on here? But anyways, the other note is, is it your mom and dad's anniversary? I thought I heard you say that earlier. Yes, it's my parents' anniversary, 47 years. Well, I'll tell them over the air. Happy anniversary. <laughs> there you go. Uh, maybe they heard you. They're probably they're probably out enjoying themselves. Uh, uh, maybe a steak or something. I don't know what they do. Yeah, they're, we're good. they're not big steak people, but they might do. It. Who knows? All right. Well, Thanks, Joe. All right, All right. I appreciate it. All right. Good. Joe. Joe's built half half of Albuquerque. Uh, let's see. Judy says, Hey, I really appreciate your caller, Tracy, letting your listeners know about the Pfizer vaccine was not approved by the FBA, uh, but rather only extended the emergency use authorization act. I'll pass the information on to people I know that are being forced to be vaccinated or be terminated. Not surprised that what's being lied about as well. God will be holding many as accountable. That's disputable, but uh, nonetheless, we appreciate Tracy's call and Judy's text. APS teachers as well must have weekly testing if not fully vaccinated. I'll be getting my weekly tests. Uh, then speaking of, uh, we have a school board. Uh, teacher or uh, edu- former educator, Ali Eninga, is going to be here. She's just qualified, and she is going to be on the air tomorrow with us at 4.30. Any word of relief that you give hope to the people of Albuquerque that there is a way back to normality for people to live again? No Australia. What's going on in Australia? What am I missing out on? I don't know. I vaccinated coworkers that came down with the Rona and are shocked they caught it. I mean, do the vaxxers think they're bulletproof? Just completely unfathomable people, especially healthcare folks. Think this way. OSHA, oregano oil, I shake hands, I talk to people. Uh, I've been moving around more than anybody that you know. Happy anniversary, Little River Band. Happy anniversary, baby. I got you on my mind. Okay. (laughs) 
Um, rock of talk at me equals rock of talk at mayor eddie.com. Oh, okay. That's cool. The media got it wrong. The epidemiologist uh, was on the Bannon show, Bannon's show today, I think. Uh, hey, Eddie, uh, here's your anniversary song. I'm going to have to go listen to a couple of these. My brain is so full of song lyrics, not room for much else. Dig your music acumen. I don't know. It's something happens to my brain. Uh, music gets in there. It doesn't get out. I'm filing for the religious exemption, not getting the shot. I will fight. Good. Don't stop. Fight at fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. Yeah, everybody who's listening right now, can you guys go get three more people to go sign up at fightfor505.com until we can do it? And then I'm going to be asking, begging, literally calling money out of you. Um, uh, Eddie, my folks just celebrated 49 years. Happy anniversary to your folks. Uh, let's see. Congratulations. The truck drivers of Australia are going through shut the country down on August 31st. Bingo. Oh, because oh, that is COVID great. restrictions. Good. Yeah, I think that's uh, what needs to, honestly, that needs to happen. Uh, Alan sent me. Uh, thanks, Alan. I got your email as well. How quickly our country has ascended into tyranny. Yeah, it's just, you know, full steam ahead. Uh, here are the top five clicked links, by the way. Uh, if you uh, want to see them from Didad Muska, you can get them at rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. The social science based article on COVID science and politics, the case of face masks uh, was the most read. Uh, a couple of YouTube, uh, the history of game show scandals. Ooh, that was uh, highly read. You might remember the $64,000 yeah. question back in the day, yeah. right? Back the, in the day. Quiz show was the name of that uh, movie. I don't remember if I ever watched it. I think that won an Academy Award for something. Recreationalists win battle against New Mexico stream access. Good. And another cost-benefit analysis finds that lockdowns weren't worth it. There you go. A couple of words. Uh, plug uh, Occam's Razor, uh, Dan, and uh, hopefully you can uh, join the program tomorrow if you are available. We love having you. I get often uh, asked about you and how you're doing, just so you know. Oh, appreciate that. Uh, got a website, danbutterfield.com. Uh, basically, these are article article based uh website where i talk about covid the election and the uh impeachment trial of donald trump and then i have nine ebooks you can get them on amazon.com or anywhere else you get your ebooks they're all occam's razor by dan butterfield and basically occam's razor is the premise of plausibility not fact driven i mean not uh, emotionally driven it is fact driven the end solution is not personal or politically oriented Please go buy those books uh, directly from uh, Dan Butterfield. He's great, a great writer and a great friend and always part of the Kiva. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See you tomorrow bright and early at 4 p.m.